Everybody go get your drink. Welcome to season four of the Talking Lead AK Corner. Proudly presented by Century Hall. Yeah. Uh, Thank God. Uh, I have some pretty cool glasses. This is like a. Uh, well, I like yeah. it. I like it. I had my my giant one, but I left it in uh, oh, Sturgis. It, well, I don't know. I didn't leave it. It got stolen. Come back in. Oh, okay. But no, I had the big one, and I think Chad from Caltech took it. Oh yeah. I think he's got it. All right, um, so we got two attendees to Clash Bash. P-Man was going to uh, join us. Pierce, he he was there also. I think Austin got the chance to meet him. Did you meet uh, Pierce, Tristan? Yeah, I ran into him. I was wearing the... Uh, like, yeah, I did. Yeah. Shirt. yeah, you had yours on the second day. I think he had his on the first day. So. Yeah, yeah. Did y'all run into anybody, uh, any other leadheads that were there? That was the first leadhead I've ever met. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. That's how I met him in Aura um, was last year's Clash Bash. That's what he was telling me. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Had a good time. We'll talk a little bit about that. Um, I'm actually going to do a whole other show with those guys, and we're going to talk about the the whole event. Um, probably next week we'll do that. All right, y'all ready to uh, get started? Hey, 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 Leadheads. We are back with another episode of the Talking Lead Podcast. I am your host, Lefty. And this isn't just any Talking Lead Podcast. This is the AK Corner. This is Season 4, Episode 10 of the Talking Lead AK Corner, brought to you by our good buddies at Century Arms. This is this is a special AK Corner. I haven't done this before in the past, uh, but I have done some episodes similar but maybe not to this scale. I don't think I've had this many lead heads on one show at one time. So this is going to be epic. I'm excited about this. So this is a, a, a dedicated lead head AK corner episode. So I want to go go around the horn here. And I'm uh, we did it earlier, but I want you guys to do it again for our listening and our, our video audience. Uh, just kind of introduce yourselves to the extent that you want people to know about you. And... Uh, I guess it's okay that I use everybody's names that you gave me when we went around. Is that is that cool? Um, let's see. Who has been on this show before? Have you been on before, Clayton? No. It's your first time? Is this everybody's first time on? I've been on before. Yeah. Last time I used Skype was uh last time I used Skype was to be on the show. How long ago <laughs> was that? Twenty nineteen. Oh, okay. So that's been a while. That was uh the 300th episode, I think. The yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. It's been a while, man. Yes. This is this will be like episode 456 or seven or something like that. I don't know, but so we'll go ahead and introduce yourself. Howdy, howdy, Austin. Howdy, howdy. I'm Austin Whalen. Uh, I'm a leadhead. Been listening since 2018, 2017, and I was the first. One of the first winners of the AK Corner in season one. You won an AK from Pioneer Arms. I want to want to help up. Looky there. Ooh, nice. I painted, I painted it with um, uh, talking lead colors. Leadhead green. I oh, like yeah. it. <laughs> that is awesome. And you added a, a stock to it. I did. Not just a stock. 
a folding stock. A folding stock. <laughs> Very nice. I like that. We'll talk about that a little bit too. Welcome in, Austin. Appreciate you joining us. Uh, and Austin is from Texas, and he brought a friend with him from Texas, and he's a, he's new to the Leadhead Brigade. So let's all give him a warm welcome. This is Tristan. Tristan, welcome yeah, in. Yeah, howdy. Also, um, my name is Tristan Smith. Um, I've been listening to the podcast for about a year and a half, I want to say now. Um, <clears throat> I was just looking for cool gun podcasts to listen to, and and that's it. Well, I'm glad we fall in that category. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sometimes we don't talk about guns, but... Uh, hey, other stuff is cool, too. That's kind of the, the object of the show, is to show the, the diversity of our community, that it's not just firearms community, it's not just good old boy Bubba Redneck, although it looks like it here on this call, except for... Except for Jesse, so... And we'll, we'll get down to Jesse, but... Um, yeah, diversity. That's what this this whole industry and it's welcoming. I think uh, wouldn't one of you guys that's on the call, but I, and we're not going to do jack wagons this episode. But I got a, a jack wagon nomination uh, today. So, uh, all right. So welcome in Tristan. Now let's go over to uh, Washington State and Tyler Slater. That's me. My name is Tyler Slater. I uh, I go by the Instagram handle of Arms of Cascadia. Um, I don't work in the gun industry. I'm actually a sysadmin, so I work in the tech field. Kind of a weird intersection between guns and computers, but what can you do? Well, you know uh, uh, that you remember that show uh, Top Shot. Oh yeah. And one of the winners of that was a sysadmin, uh, Chris Chang. Oh, is that right? Yeah, Chris well, Chang cool. was like into computers and doing that kind of stuff. Well, you see, computers can be really frustrating, especially printers, and they make great targets. (laughs) (laughs) But I've been a listener about two years now and um, love AKs and been shooting shooting them since, well, I guess my first one wasn't an AK, it was an SKS when I was 18. Never going to forget that. But anyway, um, happy to be here and love doing it yourself or do-it-yourself type stuff, and uh, AKs are great for that sort of thing. Very good, very good. And now let's go to, and we got listeners from all over the state here. We got a good uh, sampling of of our listenership. Let's go to Utah. With uh, all right, my name is uh, Evan Floodman. Floodman. I go by the Instagram handle Flood Munitions, and I do like a little YouTube and Instagram things. Started it earlier in the year, and uh, it's been a lot of fun. Um, I uh, just barely started listening to Talking Lead a couple months ago. Found him through uh, that Prepping 2.0 channel, and he actually mentioned that you guys have an AK corner, so I was instantly like, yep, I'm going to be listening to that. Sweet. And uh, it's been awesome ever since, and I participated in the uh, the BFT contest, and that was a lot of fun. And I've been into firearms and AKs uh, um, probably 15, 20 years now. Nice. And uh, so I run a gun counter and like a hunting department. I manage a bunch of... Uh, um, crazy people selling guns so it's fun though <laughs> and uh yeah can't get enough of the gun industry you so obviously do something with photography because you take excellent pictures yeah thank you i appreciate that man it means a lot yeah really enjoyed those uh, that entry that you had there uh, all right now let's go to wisconsin <laughs> and uh the other evan van o all right hey uh my name is Evan. Uh, everybody calls me Van O because my last name's too hard to pronounce. I started listening to the show 
before the AK corner started. So it's been a while. Yeah. I, uh, over four yeah. years. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my full-time job, I work in the wind industry. I, uh, I'm a wind turbine technician mm. and part-time I've been working at a, uh, gun store at the counter that has a range attached to it. And I do a little bit of, uh, firearms instruction. I've been there over 10 years now. And, uh, on the side, I run a, uh, podcast called guns, guns oil and dirt. dirt. I'm giving you a couple of plugs yeah. on here. Yeah. I got a, uh, I got a YouTube channel, Instagram channel and a TikTok where I, uh, dance with guns in my underwear. So <laughs> anybody wants to check that out. Thank uh, God. I don't have TikTok. Ooh. Yeah, so <laughs> I'm kidding. I don't, I mean, I don't do that unless it'll get me money. So if somebody wants to see that, you got to pay me first. Um, have you got some kind yeah. of a, a, a fetish with Tom Cruise? or something you know you you did your top gun pose you know your entry with top gun and then you dancing around in your underwear like uh risky business, business. all right i don't know if you guys you said the background's blurry so i got this big shelf next to me though oh uh, yeah uh, we can't see it it's blurry all right i'm sorry but yeah there's like a thousand movies next to me so i'm a i'm a movie kind of oh, i don't yeah. know I was in college i was poor so i just sit there and watch dvds all day so, we got a lot to talk about then i'm big into movies and shit like that too so that's awesome yeah uh let's go to let's see probably one of our longest listeners here let's go to indiana let's go to clayton hi i'm clayton aka fps murdoch i'm everywhere pretty much on social medias uh proud tactical response alumni and I've been listening to the AK Corner since probably season one, episode one. Yeah. Good to be here. Ten years of legicating the uneducated here on Talking Lid. <laughs> That's awesome. Very cool. And then we have our, I don't know if it's our first, but it's the only one that I'm aware of, our father-daughter daughter team listeners, and the winner of the BFT47 uh, giveaway contest, we have... Jesse and Brett, and I'm going to get it right this time. It's Beto. Yep. Yep. Hey, thanks for having us. Um, been listening to the Talking Lead uh, since midway through season one. Uh, or not Talking Lead, the AK Corner. The AK Corner, okay. Season one. That's how I found you. I was looking for AK content, and there aren't a lot of AK related podcasts out there. And uh, yep. this one had. T- taking an interest in AK, so I wanted to learn more about him. And uh, anyway, that's how we found you. But uh, definitely enjoy the show. It's a variety. I mean, you have everything from authors to gun industry people to folks that talk about hunting. It's a. I, I drive a lot for work, and I, I like listening to it. So, well, as you're listening, or as we're talking, I just released uh, this week's episode, and we talk uh, archery. Yeah, that's kind of my first like real archery episode that I've done. We've kind of touched on it in, in years past, but I haven't really done a, a deep dive into archery. So I'm thinking about maybe doing something uh, like that, like the AK corner with archery. What do you guys think about that? I think it'd be good. It's cool. Yeah. I, yeah. I do recurve. Yo, you in the recurve? And Jesse, say, go ahead. Introduce yourself, Jesse. Um, my name's Jesse. I'm 17, and 
I've been like shooting AKs for a few years, competition, and I just think I like AKs better than ARs. So <laughs> I think we all do. Oh yeah. yeah, I got I got one or two right there. Hey, there's yeah, my. Shoot. I think that's is that my help up? Yeah, there's my help up right there. From she has a KP You heard heard that you won. Do you do what? Did you like jump up and like just can't believe you won. Oh, you're yeah. asking the, yeah. the Meadows? Yeah. No, we, we couldn't believe it. Um, yeah. You know, again, uh, I just picked it up yesterday. Oh. And I've, already, <laughs> I've already put a U.S. Palm grip on it because the grip was a little small. And um, anyway, just checking it out. And we'll be we'll be shooting it tomorrow. Uh, we do a lot of uh, – we do a lot of local matches where we – where ROs. Uh, we also do some uh, matches like AK Masters and – we have Winter Motherland coming up. We're super yeah. stoked about that. We want to talk about that, and we're going to talk about the uh, the contest a little bit. Um, but the main reason I wanted to gather uh, this this eclectic group of leadheads was uh, I thought it'd be good to 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 hear from you guys about maybe how you got into the AKs, your love of the AKs, what it is you like best about them. Um, and just kind of take it from there. You know, you guys know that this is kind of a free flow episode. I don't ever script my episode. So we'll just, we'll start talking and uh, where the conversation goes is where the conversation goes. So, um, and while somebody's talking, I mean, if you've got something to say, I mean, feel free to, to talk, but try not to, because some people may be on a delay or something like that. So it kind of, we don't want to uh, talk over anybody. So, um, so let's do that. Let's let's talk about how you got into AKs, and let's start with uh, Guns Oil and Dirt Vano. All right. So I got into AKs. Like I said, I was a movie buff, or I still am a movie buff. But it's kind of like one of those things. So you know, you watch uh, movies like Green Berets uh, growing up, where it was kind of the bad guy gun, or uh, like Heartbreak Ridge. Uh huh. But the movie that really got it for me when you did that episode about AKs and in, in the media or in movies and stuff. Yeah. Uh, True Lies. Ah. The bad guy with Draco. Yeah. That was the uh, that was the movie when they're on the back of the Harrier and he's running up there shooting at him with the Draco. That was when I was like, oh man, this is the coolest freaking thing Bad-ass ever. Badass rifle and, right there. Yeah. Yeah. And then when I was a kid, I actually had a. Uh, you know, the toy one where you pull it and it makes the little mm-hmm. noise. Yeah. <laughs> like mechanical yeah. sound. I ran around my backyard with that thing for years, just thinking it was the coolest thing ever. And ever since then, I was hooked. So, was it the electronic one or is it the one that had that, that uh, resistance trigger and it would, as you pull the trigger, it kind of would spin something yeah. and go tick, 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 oh, tick, tick. Yeah. Yeah. That was that one. It, yeah, yeah. You know, it was the. Uh, I had that one too. Movie, so, <laughs> was not electronic yet. Very cool. On that note, um, since you brought up movies, what's everybody's favorite like AK movie, or that that you is like it just stands out and a kid as a kid of the eighties, uh, Red Dawn for me. Of um, course, that was, yeah. yeah, Red Dawn. You go wrong with Red Dawn. <laughs> nice. Go Wolverines, Class eighty four. <laughs> Um, what about That's you, Tyler? You're, you're, you may be the youngest besides Jesse here. Yeah, I'm pretty young. And that's kind of one thing that I'm pushing for is, uh, getting more people my age. Cause I'm, 
I'm 30, so you know I'm not super young, but I'm younger. I'm trying to get more people around my age to realize that hey, guns are for everybody. They're rad. If you like do-it-yourself type of stuff, if you like working with your hands, being outdoors, and doing stuff like that, guns are great. They're they're just fantastic. Like freedom to be and being able to protect yourself and Big enjoy time. your Second Amendment rights. Hell Big yeah. Time. Well, good for you, man. We appreciate you doing yeah. it. What about movie wise? What what uh, any movie stand out that the AK pops out to you? You know, I don't know if it's specifically the AK, but my favorite movie of all time is Boondock Saints, and ah. there's a lot of good, fun gunfights in that movie. I don't know if there's any I, AKs in that or not. I don't recall if there is. It's been a while since I've seen it, but yeah, there's, there's a, a lot of good scenes. pistols and and handguns in it. Yeah. <clears throat> oh yeah. No doubt. What about you, Flood Man? Um, I would probably say Red Dawn. I remember watching Red Dawn growing up. Uh, um, that was definitely one of my favorites for AKs. And then I think one of my favorite movies, like gun movies, um, is it Starship Troopers? And that's <laughs> yeah, kind of like nice. the futuristic, but that nice. one I remember watching when I was real young. And I'm 34, but uh, I remember watching that and just like falling in love with that that whole persona of the guns they're using and everything so yeah. that was probably it for me what about uh let's go to uh, tristan yeah so uh this is gonna sound kind of kind of on the strange side but hear me out so my favorite one of my favorite movies i should say is uh, actually scarface and i know at the climax <sighs> of the movie, movie tony montana uses it's like a m16 uh, a2 with the m203 and all that but that pose, that say hello to my little friend squat that he did, yeah. when I got my first Wasser, it's over here, I'll show it off later. Um, but I did that like two legs bowed to the side, like kind of dip down to your belly. And I was Tony Montana for like a month straight with my gun. And That's awesome. You know, Scarface. yeah, and AKs just have that, that uh, personality, I guess, to them. Um, ARs and AKs, that's, that's a whole different thing. But they have that just charm. Um, you got character kind of like kind of like what Vano said you know I it's always kind of cool being like the bad guy you know video games you can choose good or bad and I used to gravitate towards like the bad guy stuff so having an AK is just par for the course I guess there you go there you go what about you Austin I guess I'd say Red Dawn Red Dawn I watched not too long ago change change the world Red Dawn man yeah sticks out documentary it i mean there's no doubt it changed the perception of the persona of the ak-47 and as we talked about in that episode that you referred to uh you know it's always up until recently been been considered the enemy's gun the gun of the enemy and yeah if and you two that run the gun stores there you know the older people that come in and they see that you know that's what they you know why you got that shit in here 100 (laughs) percent (laughs) <laughs> Grumpy old bastards. Um, Clayton, how about you? Uh, Red Dawn for me, out of the eighties, so totally Red Dawn for the movie. Yeah. Um, AKs, I really didn't get into them till about twenty eighteen. Uh, I was at a tactical response alumni meeting, and uh, a guy shows up with his, what I thought was an AK, but I wasn't sure. And I was like, "Hey, man, what's that?" Well, that was the uh, the ODS Merc. It was a prototype. Yeah. Wow. And that just like changed Brian my mind. Brian Keeney. Just blew my mind. Brian so, Keeney showed up with that, didn't he? Yeah. So I got to play with that a little bit, uh, the Merc prototype. And my first AK was an ODS 1775. And I've just been hooked ever since. You know, just 
AKAK this, AK that. I mean, I have an AR or two. They're kind of getting dusty now, but uh, yeah, it's all about AKs right now. What about you, Jesse? Um, <laughs> I didn't watch a lot of movies, like gun movies, as a kid. But what got me into liking AKs was actually Call of Duty. So, like, what he was talking about—the bad guys running around with the AKs. I'd run around with AKs in multiplayer mode, and I wanted to do it in real life. So, and that got you into it. <laughs> so. Yeah. That's you bring up a good point too, and um, and that's why I was looking for a younger uh, audience. There. I thought maybe Tyler might go that direction with the video games. Um, oh, I have some stuff to say. <laughs> okay, because we did an episode on. I don't know if you guys heard that episode on our regular, just talking that episode. I had Nick Atkinson on, and uh, we talked about video game guns versus real guns, and like the reality and whatnot. So. What what were your expectations of you know from the video games to going into the real thing? Um, well, I didn't expect the a like some of the AKs that I tried, like my dad's AKs, they were heavy, and mm -hmm. I didn't expect them to be as heavy as they were. But you know, I were they milled? Did you I have just, milled ones? Hmm? Were I was asking him if they were milled. Were those milled AKs yeah. or were they the uh, stamped? No, they're stamped, but they're all the the thicker receivers. The thicker receivers. I've got a I've got a Norinco Mac. I've got a Vepper. Yeah, because that's something a lot of people don't realize too: is the milled versus the stamp, the weight difference. You know, there's substantial weight difference between the two. But keep keep in mind, I started her, you know, shooting at 14, so she was a lot smaller. Look at this and dad. He's dad of the year right here. I love it. Yeah. Well, we we take a lot of our friends too out. So we we've we've had three different friends of hers out this year, and we supply the guns and the ammo and make sure they're safe. And uh, this is a big part of it for us. I forgot who else said it. Maybe Tyler uh, was it talking about getting other young people shooting. Oh yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I mean that's something. It's it's big to me. I mean, not only getting her involved, but getting other young people involved because that's that's going to be the future. You know, they're the ones that are going to have to fight and keep voting the right way and all that sort of stuff. So, well, as long as we get them voting the right way, then maybe they won't have to fight gunfight. <laughs> yeah, but you still need to train no matter what. Um, very good. So, me, movie wise, I mean, I'm I'm. I'm like Vano, man. I mean, I just, I love watching movies. And I like watching old movies. And I remember growing up, my dad would be watching, you know, John Wayne movies and, uh, feel like force five from Navarone. Of course, those didn't have AKs or anything like that, but, uh, that's kind of really what got me into, to fire, you know, the love of firearms, uh, is watching those old movies with my dad. And, um, then of course, when GI Joe, the real American hero came out back in the eighties, like 82, I think it was 1982. And they would come packaged with the, the figure. And then they all had like their own specific kind of firearm and kit and gear that they had. And that's really why it just put me over the top and wanted to, you know, when I got older, I was like, yeah, I'm going to have one of those, you know? And then the Cobra, the Cobra officers, they had the AK 47s. I think it was the, no, it was the soldiers. The officers had the the SVTs. I think that's what they had. They had the sniper rifles. Um, but yeah, so I mean, it's it's amazing how our childhood, uh, as we get older, you know, how the childhood memories and things that we 
lived in childhood, we, we bring to our adulthood to real life. We make it real. Um, but yeah, so we did uh, Austin first, right? On how you got into AKs? Is that where we started? Uh, oh, Van, start with you. Okay. Let's go to uh, uh, Flood Man. All right. So I, uh, I I grew up in Northern California, so I, I wasn't part of like a gun family at all. And when I moved out to Utah in 2002, I met a couple friends. They started taking me out to the West Desert and just start uh, shooting on BLM land. And my buddy kept trying to get me to buy an AR, buy an AR. And, and uh, I kind of wanted to uh, tread on that different path. And so he was telling me, he's like, dude, check out 545. It's really cheap. You can buy 1,080 round tins for like 120 bucks. So I started looking into it and I uh, found myself this guy right here. Our so first show and tell. Here we go. Saga SGL uh, 31. That It's an arsenal. I bought this for like 800 bucks like 10 years ago. And uh, <laughs> it's been one of my favorites. Still kind of messing around with the furniture figuring out what I want to do with it. Um, but that was the gun that really got me into AKs. And then I just started uh, going ham after that with underfolders. I've got a couple ARs, but the, they're all piston driven. <laughs> so nice. just stick with that piston driven. Uh, Gleals, um, the Zostavas, Wazers. Um, I love them all, man. I've got quite a few arsenals and uh, I just have stuck with that that platform mm-hmm. um i like the 223 762 and the 545 um but i mean really it's it was 545 that got me hooked on the ak platform and then nice. anytime i go out shooting with my buddies uh they're always like what the heck is that thing like what what is that caliper <laughs> it's shooting so i'd have to explain you know to them what the ak-74 was all about um and now i'm just all about that uh, that five four five. So it hurt it hurt me in the fields when uh, they put in that import ban. I was gonna ask but, you how's the how's the search for that ammo going these days. It's okay. I've got a, a pretty good stockpile because I've been shooting the the caliper for you know twelve years now. So I've been stocking up. I bought a lot of those tins back in the day mm-hmm. and uh, just kind of held on to them. Smart. Uh, but yeah, man, I mean, it, it's tough. Uh, so I'm just kind of keeping my fingers crossed for PSA to hopefully eventually come online with some 545. Otherwise, it's going to be, you know, take it out. PSA is like everybody's saving grace. when. <laughs> yeah, they, I know, right? I don't know so of anybody else who's making it. So I don't know. I'll just pick it up while I can when I see it, you know. Maybe some of these but people yeah. will uh, get off their ass and uh, figure out another way to import that in here. Yeah. Because there's a there's an opportunity there's a market for it you know somebody could really clean absolutely house. Yep. You know. how about Hopefully you Tyler Tyler how about you yes sir yeah how'd you get into AKs well you know it's funny we we're talking about video games because that's what introduced me to my favorite favorite AK and it's not even a real AK I don't know why the designers <laughs> made it the way they did but if you remember back to Call of Duty Four first modern warfare back in 2008 2009 or so they had a submachine gun the ak-74 it's not mm-hmm. a submachine gun it's a rifle but in the game it listed as an underfolder and it has a big 762 bakelite magazine so it's completely wrong <laughs> so i thought and that was my favorite gun to use in the game so i thought you know i want to get one of these in real life but that's not a real gun so right. i got the next best thing once i was able to 
I found an underfolder M92, and uh, it's close enough for me. So that's what got me into it was the journey to find one of those. There you go. And I show it off if I had it, but I'm at work and I don't have guns at work. They probably don't allow those, do they? They they tend to frown on it. Security might uh, have something to say. Yeah. Well, that's why you conceal. (laughs) Hard to conceal that, I guess. Uh, Austin. Uh, it was this podcast that got me into the case. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's my whole story, but I do love the, uh, the culture around people that love like the AK platform. Like I went to clash bash Mm -hmm. and I only can explain it as the Renaissance fair, but with guns. That's, that's that's close. It's very close because people dress up and. Yeah. reenact you know kind of yes <laughs> that's rad yeah uh, I, I like the uh culture around it i mean I, i'm not the only show i've been to was clash bash in 2019 i haven't been to any other show other than that but i like it yeah and i haven't been to red october yet i haven't been there but that's kind of the i guess that's maybe like the first big one um you know that really popularized maybe what clash bash kind of tried to, I'm not going to say they copied it, but tried to improve upon maybe. Um, but now they're all over, you know, you hear them all over and, uh, the Beddows are a part of a lot of them down there. We're going to have them talk about some of the ones that they attend. And you said something about a winter tober or something like that. Yeah. Um, uh, winter motherland, winter motherland. That's what, yeah. So we'll let you, uh, talk about that here in just a minute. Go ahead, Jess. How about, well, wait a minute. How about you, Clayton? How'd you get into uh, firearms? Uh, or not firearms, but AKs, I'm sorry. Oh, well, you did me already, but. Uh, oh, I already do you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. shit, I can't keep up with who all we did. <laughs> did you do Van O? Van O started us, didn't he? Oh, I started the last one. I thought you were talking about that. But I've, oh. I was going to say how I got into AKs is actually. The one I had on the come closer video there. This one, uh, this is my dad's. Oh, okay. So, so your dad, yeah, well, hand me down. Yeah. Nice. So uh, my dad was a big. Uh, my dad's a avid hunter, outdoorsman kind of guy, huge uh, gun person, and he actually had uh, what is that? The SKSs. Yeah. Uh-huh. For for years, and uh, I know for some reason he had the itch for it. I maybe. My dad's actually from Indonesia, so maybe it's uh, that kind of thing. But uh, he he went and picked this one up, I bet you, close to 20 years ago now. Wow. And we, yeah. And so what is that? Him, what? This what? is my, uh, the washer. Oh, okay. That's the washer. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Tap back on it in the UTG foregrip. So he actually did that. I mean, we, we throw that thing together. He bought it probably 20 years ago. We probably put that stuff on it 15 years ago and it's been hanging around ever since. Nice. So that, that was my introduction to the actually shooting AKs. But yeah, dad was always a gun guy. Very cool. And he's, he's, he's from Indonesia. Yeah, the family's originally from Indonesia. My dad was actually not born in Indonesia, but uh, his parents were. He was born in Holland uh, after World War II, 
there is obviously a lot of uh, upheaval with, between the uh, the Muslims and the Christians and oh, yeah. stuff like that. So they had to uh, scoodaddle. And just a couple years after moving into uh, to Holland, because Indonesia was a Dutch colony, um, my dad was born, and then they couple years or few years later then moved to america very nice the uh the uh classic coming to america kind of story yeah yeah the struggle (laughs) yeah the actual real yeah way to do it uh how about who have i not i know i'm gonna get to the bedales of um tristan do we talk talk to you about it how you gonna um yeah, I also have a Wasser, so good taste there, Vano. Um, yeah, you know, I completely forgot about video games. I always remember the AKs also being the really good guns in the game. So talking about like Call of Duty 4 and all that, it's good choice. They were always the sleeper guns, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And that's what's kind of cool about it too, right? The wood, but then it's like the overpowered gun that does extra damage or whatever. Yeah. Uh, okay, Badows. Badows. What is it? I'm going to get it wrong. It's Beto. Beto. There we go. Philo Beto. I got to remember that. So, you know, we we kind of started shooting matches a a little bit, and it seems like around here anyway, the the more AR-oriented matches are a lot more serious. And then we went to an AK match, and I forget who said it, like a Renaissance Fair meets a a, a gun match. and. We had a lot of fun, and we've met some really cool people. Um, uh, Palmetto State puts on AK Masters. It's kind of an East Coast version of Kalash Bash. Uh, you know, they're trying to, you know, they've done two years of it, and, you know, we've gone both years. Uh, pretty pretty fun match. I encourage anybody to uh, come out to it. Where is that? It's in uh, Clinton, South Carolina. In South Carolina. Okay, yeah. Kind of yeah. their backyard right there, no doubt. Yeah, and then of course our good buddy uh, Ken Allen, he does the uh, Kalashtober event. I think it probably is maybe one of the the first of the the season. What when do they put the when does PSA do theirs? Uh, it's it's June. Oh, they uh, do theirs in June. They've okay. moved it around, but it was it was this year in June. Okay, because it seems like. A, all the AK ones, they try to do it in October. <laughs> you know, <Yeah. laughs> everybody's trying to do it in October for some reason. I don't, I don't get that. But uh, uh, Ken Allen just had one of his. We uh, were one of the supporting uh, sponsors of that. We had, I don't know if you saw our logo on some of the the big drums um, videos that he posted there. But we were proud to be a part of that. Couldn't be there, but hopefully next year we'll be able to make it. Um, and then I guess Jesse, you got into it because of your dad. <laughs> right? Yeah, but back then he was still mostly in the AR stuff. So, what did you I think about her playing those fun. video games, Brett? Yeah, yeah, we play games. Show your PSA off. So I, yeah. I got her a seven six two shorty Palmetto. Look at that, and, and that that's her gun. She's made some shots out to. 400 yards with it in wow. matches. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. So who, who all here? Sh- no, go this ahead. This is my gun for AK Masters this year, and I got first place in the juniors division, and that's also what I'm going to be shooting for Winter Marlin. I'll show off your bling. Yeah. 
I got a necklace too from him. Look at that. You going to wear your track suit with that when you shoot the uh, AK Winterland? Yeah. So Winter Marlin is going, it's this year, it'll be the first weekend of December, and I will use the PSA in the match. And you will win. Yes. <laughs> there you go. Very nice. I'll make sure to tell my daughter about it because I'm trying to get her into shooting, but she's only five, so not too interested at this point. <laughs> Never too young well, to I, learn, you know. Oh, yeah. She yeah, was all about gun safety. I, I didn't force it. You know, she, she came and watched in a couple of matches, and then somebody actually, a, a good friend, stuck a 22 AR in her hands and said, Here, you know, play with this. And that's kind of what started it. Nice. There you go. Now, uh, who all I know Tristan shoots competition, the Beto shoot competition. Does anybody else? Uh, and yeah, you just started, didn't you, Vano? Uh, well, it's been. I just started three gun recently, but yeah, I've been shooting uh, the GSSF league for a few years now. Okay, um, I saw your post on the the three gun there that you did. To talk about the the three gun that you recently did. Uh, well, so that was in late July. Was the last one I was actually able to make it to, uh, and that was uh, what was that? Wisconsin State, the Vortex, uh, Wisconsin State Championship. So that was actually really cool. I uh, volunteered to see what we do. Set up, we ran the match, and then I squad mommed for the uh, entirety of the competition. So I tell you, if you ever get a chance, and I'm not kidding, to uh, go to a match and volunteer and squad mom, that is probably one of the coolest opportunities I got. I got to uh, squad mom for the pros, um, and and that was just crazy. We had uh, like. Uh, Dylan Easley, Jay Carrillo, um, Rob Syra, Brian nice. Reed, people like that there. And that was just a blast. And I learned a bunch of stuff. I got to take videos of them uh, and then compare it to the video of me shooting and realize why I'm so bad at it. And it's, <laughs> it's really nice. It's a great learning opportunity. Those guys teach you a lot. And it's it really is. It's like family. It is, you know, and we've we told our listeners to do that. Just go out to a competition. And if you know, if you're a little hesitant about maybe shooting anyone, just go out and watch because most of them, uh, you know, you can just go and they don't charge you to, to attend or, you know, anything like that. So, um, just to get a feel what's going on. So you, you can get an idea of what's involved with a competition and then ask those people questions because they are more than willing. I think, I think a lot of them just, they want to talk about it and tell people, you know, about, yeah. about what they're doing. And, uh, and the, uh, the last, the last match that I went to the last post I had from a match where I brought some, uh, first timers out, that was actually a Glock match for, for the GSSF. And that was uh Badger state regionals. Nice. So, and yeah. I, uh, and how did just, you, how'd you place? Well, yeah, I was going to say the humble brag is, is an amateur. Uh, I got first place for stock. Nice. nice. So, uh, stock service pistol yeah so and it was uh nice i ran it with the glock 19 which uh always makes it fun i also got what fifth and unlimited second place for an amateur and uh sixth and rimfire i mean that's that's bragging rights right there brother nice 
Yeah. What's a what's a squad mom? I've never heard that term. All right. So squad momming is is you because uh, where we were shooting, we we're shooting at Lodi, and Lodi is, I mean, it's three four hundred acre facility, and uh, so their stages are all over the place. You got to get in your between uh, stages. You got to get in your car and drive to the next stage. So basically, what squad bomb is is the cat wrangler. So when we're done shooting a stage, I got to get all the guys together, get them all in their trucks, get them all to the next place, do another thing of attendance to make sure everybody showed up, and then help them through their setup and kind of tell them like, you know, you're on deck next, so get your gear ready, get ready to go, you know, just helping everybody out the best you can. I bring awesome. extra waters with me. I bring extra gear with me. You know, if somebody's needs a couple extra shotgun shells. I usually carry a little extra ammo with me to hand out, you know, uh, carry anything they need help getting from their vehicle to the range. And also, you know, obviously you carry, uh, medical supplies and other things, anything, anything anybody might need. I actually got to do a small operation on a guy cause one of his, uh, ear pros broke off inside of his ear Ooh. and I happened Ooh. to have a weatherman on me. And I uh, was able to dig that out at the match, and it was pretty, pretty entertaining. Oh, why didn't you video that? That would have been awesome. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I wish I would have, but he was actually like on deck to go, so I didn't have a lot of time to yeah, worry to do about. Yeah, quick. Yeah, so but next it's, time it's it's the best. <laughs> it's like, hey man, hold that that thing in your ear for just a little bit longer. I'm gonna yeah. video this. <laughs> Clayton, have you done any competitions? No. uh... Just training. You're just hardcore training. Just training, yeah. Yeah, you're you're like a hardcore trainer. It. So try it out sometime, but right now I'm just training. You know, and those training courses too. I mean, they're not competitions, but um, they go a long way in. And I know you know some of the competition shooters will take some of those courses as well, and a lot of it doesn't translate back and forth um, because the, the competition is all about speed for the most part. Um, but your alumni, fellow alumni of, of Tactical Response, anybody else here take any Tactical Response courses? No? Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. You yeah. need to. Need to. Yeah, totally. <clears throat> um, but, you know, training is, is key, too, and that's the thing, too, is a lot of people are intimidated about maybe going to their first training uh, class or or course, and it's it shouldn't be intimidating, and it's not for the – the ones I've ever been to, um, people are very, again, they're, you're, you're paying the money and they want you to learn. They want you to learn the right way, uh, for the most part, but they're very willing and patient. And, um, I don't know. It's just this whole community seems to be that way. Very helping, you know, people bend over backwards to, to help somebody and get them, uh, into the industry, into the shooting, into the two a community. Um, but, I haven't really run across anybody that's that's like a, just a huge dick when it comes to that. Now there are dicks in the industry, you know. There's assholes in the industry, but uh, for the most part, no. Um, who did I miss? Who have I missed? Tristan. That that. Yeah. So uh, my first competition actually was a uh, apple seed course a couple of years ago um, up here in College Station. Yeah. Um, just gonna throw this out there now. Any Texas leadheads out there? Gig'em, go Aggies, whatever. 
Um, but yeah, so I was up here in College Station. Um, I had a, I just got a Smith and Wesson M&P AR-15, and I was like, okay, I don't know jack squat about this thing. So um, I don't even remember how I found out about it, but I signed up. And you know, talking about training, the the amount of practical information that you get, even if you do lousy at Kalash Bash or Red October or Apple Seed or whatever, the practical information that you get from it is just amazing. And just kind of self-review. And you know, your friends will be like, Man, you should have zigged when you zagged. And it's just really cool to to soak in all this info. Um, but I I didn't really do a whole lot of training other than that before I started shooting AKs. Um, I was an RSO uh, for a, at a range for during COVID actually, um, and we would practice on our off time. We would do pistol draws and rapid fire, you know, when the range was uh, no other people were shooting. But that's really about it. I really want to get medical training. Um, talking about first response and meds key. and tourniquets and all that. Yeah, what's that? Uh, uh, that's key medical training. Um, uh, that's kind of goes hand in hand when you're going to be doing the the firearms and the training and the competition shooting, you're going to need to use that, that medical training far more often than uh, you're going to need to use your, your firearm training, but they kind of go hand right. in I hand. See, so you're going to be shooting people up here, going to be shooting back at you. Then uh, be good to yeah, know you, some, what is it? If you, if you can make the holes, you got to know how to plug them or something like that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 Kind of being responsible. Got to be well, responsible. That's right. That's right. And if you're uh, look for a local stop the bleed course, it's usually the best way to go. Uh, they're pretty pretty easy to find. Yeah, so it's funny you bring that up. I I was scheduled for a stop the bleed course in 2020. It was a range over in Conroe, Texas, and um, literally the day that like public buildings, uh, more than 100 people can be in there, uh, and they were shut down. And it was like the day I was supposed to take the course, so that was kind of a bummer. I stayed home and we ordered pizza or something like that. It's like, all right, here we are. Plans are canceled. Thanks, COVID. Yeah. yeah. I think it's We, we it's got still to do a, a Stop the Bleed course. Uh, some local Marines put on a course at our range, and we did it, and very valuable. And and since then, uh, go ahead, say about police explorers. Oh, yeah. So I've been in this police sort of program for teenagers where they're kind of interested in law enforcement and first response. And actually, since I did that Stop the Bleed course, they had me come in and teach a couple classes nice. as sort of a refresher, not only for me, but to help educate other cadets and other police officers on how to apply tourniquets and stage them and all that good stuff. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. that's rad. Cool. Yeah, that's yeah, that's something else that you could do to stay proficient is uh, like you guys, you know, you go to the competitions and you do the ROing. You know, you get a little extra uh, participation and, and practice in with your, your firearms. But like you said, you know, you got the opportunity to teach what you learned, and that's how you stay proficient. So if you ever have the opportunity to to teach someone else what you've learned, then definitely do that. Yeah. What happened to your daughter? Is she all better now? Or did Mama come, Austin? Yeah, Mama's here. Okay. Yeah, Mama's here. All right. Take care of her. Good deal. Good deal. Um, so... We talked about how you guys kind of got into the AKs. Um, talked about some of the movies. Talked about some of the competitions. Um, and we got two guys here that work in gun shops. Anybody besides Evan and 
Evan, Evan and two Evans working gun stores. <laughs> I used to. You used to? Yeah. What um, What are some of the, I guess, more popular requests maybe that your customers get uh, AK related, whether it's an accessory or maybe just a, a brand of AK as they're coming into your store? We'll start with uh, Vano. All right. So as, <clears throat> as far as our store goes, I don't actually get a lot of people coming in asking about AKs. Mm-hmm. Uh, we get them in once in a while. A lot of the guys are usually just looking for magazines. Um, but realistically, I don't. I, we don't get a lot of new AK stuff in. I, we get a lot of older stuff in. So usually it's just collectors' items and uh, it, surplus stuff. If there's stuff. a new AK that comes through the store, me or one of the other guys end up buying it who work there. So <laughs> it didn't last long. Yeah. Was it you Got that asked me the uh, the question, uh, Vano? I have to go to my Instagram and look, but weren't you asking me a question about something about oh, the store? Yeah, yeah, we're putting, uh, we're redoing the store because our we had a uh, gun store slash bow store, and they took all the bo- archery stuff out of the store that we have, and we opened a second location. So half of our displays and everything are gone. So now we're trying to. Uh, fill all that in with new product and stock and everything. So that was the question I recently asked you. Yes. Okay. And, and I thought that would be a good question to bring up here. So keep that in mind. I want to ask Evan the same question that I asked you, uh, and then we'll come back to that one and um, get some suggestions. So what about you, Evan? How's your, your gun store looking? Yeah. So um, (laughs) I, I, I manage the whole department. So, I'm usually in the back, like dealing with ATF compliance and answering emails and none of the fun stuff. But anytime a customer comes in asking about AKs, one of my guys comes and grabs me because I really want to talk to people about AKs. Um, so we have like the Century Viscas in stock all the time. Um, and I, you know, I explain to people like, look, these are cast trinians, cast bolt carriers. Like if you're thinking about sending a few thousand rounds down range within a year, um, I usually sort of direct them more towards, uh, like the Zostavas if we've got them in stock or kind of refer to the, uh, the BFTs as well. Mm-hmm. Cause I know those are not using that, those cast parts. Um, so we do sell those. And any, I mean, we, we carry other Sentry products on our website, but we just don't always carry them in stock. And, and uh, I'm always trying to get my buyers to send them to me, but they know that I usually end up buying it. I think they avoid sending it to my shop. Um, but, uh, you know, I mean, at a sportsman's warehouse, man, I get a lot of guys just looking for bolt action rifles and, uh, you know, like waterfowl shotguns. Mm-hmm. And so I deal with a lot of that. Um, so you're but, at Sportsman's yeah, Warehouse. Comes in AKs, Sportsman's Warehouse is where you work. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I've been there for ten years now. We got well, one just opened up recently here in uh, in my town. Uh, nice. Within the They're last not bad, man. I three, mean, it's years. you know, it's a Cabela's, it's a Shields, it's Sportsman's Warehouse. Like it when I started, it was like a mom and pop feel. They've kind of gotten a little bit more corporate, but yeah, we do pretty decent on, on pricing. And um, like I think we carry some good stuff, and we do carry like U.S. Palm mags. We've got the Magpul AK mags, um, and we typically have some five four five and seven six two in stock in some of our stores. So yeah. Yeah, and I, it's good. I, I like just it. Uh, bought this broadhead, these Raven broadheads uh, yeah. from you guys. Your crossbow? Uh, for my crossbow, yeah. 
the uh, yeah. the four thirty X Wrath, which we yep. talk yeah, about we a on lot the, of today. archery equipment. It's nice. It's good stuff. Yeah, I just got into archery, so uh, I'll probably be talking a lot of archery on the upcoming episodes. Uh, so I hope you guys. Yeah, that's rad. It's if you guys good like stuff that. to learn. It is. It's fun too. I can't believe I hadn't taken it up before now, but. Yeah, I shoot longbow and recurve, and it's a lot of fun. Better late than never. Yeah, I do, I do recurve too. Heck yeah, that's yeah, fun. Yeah, yeah, that's my next uh, that's thing. Is I'm going to get a vertical. I'm going to go vertical and try a try compound. That. Probably do a compound, but I do like the idea of the the recurves. Just you know, in the backyard, just popping targets. Uh, yeah, pretty fun. Yeah, they're fun. They they teach you a lot more on like the sight picture because you can't draw back and hold uh to aim you really got to just draw back and release yeah, yeah. and we talked yeah. about doing some bow fishing also yeah yeah yep yeah so that'll be that'll be something we get into but let's stick to let's stick to ak's this is the ak yeah. <laughs> people are like For shut sure. up talking about arrows <laughs> i'm gonna talk ak's so right. so um and I kind of want to get some feedback from you guys, and I want to, I want to, I want to answer Van's question. So Van, don't let me forget, okay? Because I want to get a like everybody to kind of help us out with that question. Um, you know, we've been doing this for four years now, the AK Corner. Um, this is episode ten, so we're we're winding down season four. If we were to do a season five, um, and and. I'm sure all you guys have gone back and listened to the past episodes. What, what would you like us to cover or maybe have a guest on? Um, maybe something that we've missed talking about um, on the, the previous, or maybe we need to revisit, maybe go into more detail about. Um, we'll start with the Philo Betos, the Betos. Um. You know, some of the topics I think that, that everybody wants to, or at least we would want to hear is just some basic armor type stuff. Um, okay. You know, and I know you've, you've touched on that several times, but I think anybody coming in new, they're going to want to know how to, you know, tweak the triggers a little bit, um, you know, install an optic the right way. You know, what's the best way to add a light? I know, and, and I've... You know, I've asked that question several times to these, you know, to Brian, to to Jim Fuller, to um, uh, Vince uh, Buckles. And, you know, when I get these, you know, these professional armorers on here, all of them say, you know, send it to us. You know, you guys don't need to be tweaking your own stuff, you know, kind of deal. I can't get them to actually tell you how to do it or give tips oh. or suggestions on how to do it. I think they're trying to be safe. No, I, I know what they're, yeah. think it's, they're trying to protect their business. They certainly all have all the business they can do. No, it's think, not a it's not a sense of greediness. I think it's more like you said, it's a sense of safety where they they don't want to. You know, if somebody did do it and they hurt themselves, then they, you know they'd feel bad about it. But um, yeah, so I'm thinking about. So there's a you know I've had art from Royal Range on and they had started building you know, their own AKs to sell at Royal range. And, um, I talked to him about going up there and, you know, building a couple with them so I could get proficient, uh, with building them. And then I could, you know, then I could get into talking myself when these guys are being reluctant about giving out information. Um, you know, then I, I could talk about it too. So that's something I'm looking into doing. Uh, and then you know, actually videoing that and, 
uh, doing a show on it. So that'd be great. I haven't really, I haven't built one from scratch before. So that would be, that would be new to me and something that I'm looking forward to doing. What about what? who else has built one? Does anybody, I know Clay has, hadn't you Clayton? Uh, no, I was at the, the, uh, 211 uh, class there with you yeah. at Royal range and Brian took us through tearing apart AKs and that was yeah. awesome. That was or, a, something that we did. We have done is the, the AK concepts course that we put on. Um, I think if we did another one of those, maybe it's not a show, but again, Brett, you know, to your point, something I could offer the listeners that they're not getting from the show where. Brian's, you know, he's more open when we're in an environment like that because he's hands-on. He actually show you how, you know, how to do certain armor type stuff to your AK. What do you think about that? I think it'd be great. You know, and I'm not, I just want to be clear. I'm not talking about a build class because I think that's uh, a lot more in depth. It's just the, yeah. But that gets you, it gets you intimately involved with the parts and components of the AK and then that way, if you've got an issue, you know, you're wanting maybe a lighter trigger or something, you know, the leg bones connected to the thigh bone, you know, and by doing this, it's going to affect this, you know, kind of thing. Sure. So, I don't know. Just a thought. Uh, yeah. What else? Well, what else do you guys think, you know, if we do a season five, we should include in it? You know, one, one thing that I think would be really cool. So uh, there's there's like an optics war going on right now, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't speak from other guys at the gun store, but you know that that appeal of looking at all the cool shiny guns kind of wears off after a while. Personally, I gravitated towards like the optics and the lights and the stream lights and the hollow suns and all that. Um, I think a really cool episode, if, if it hasn't been done already, I'm not too sure, but figuring out the best optics and placement and solutions on an AK. Okay. Between yeah. between like RS regulate, yeah, well, yeah, same. Between like RS regulate, and then you just throw a little optic on it or an Ultimac. Well, we have done a couple of episodes, uh, you know, talking about mounting solutions. Um, yeah. Uh, and different AKs are set up different ways, and um, but yeah, when we could well, do. Maybe- Go ahead. Maybe just like go blow for blow, like what kind of optic is best? Because everybody loves to compare the hollow suns to the aim points and all that nowadays. What works for an AK? Yeah, and again, that comes down to personal preference a lot of the times. But, um, you know, people can say, hey, well, this is what I use. And and that's what a lot of my guests will say because they don't want to throw anybody under the bus kind of deal because we don't ever – we don't shit talk about people on this show. So, I mean, if there's somebody that's doing something really bad – probably not going to hear me talk about it. So if I'm not talking about something that, that ought to give you a good hint. Uh, yeah. If I've never talked about, you know, a certain product or, you know, something like that. Um, but yeah, optics. Meadows, I've got to say good choice on the primary arms optic. This guy was with me all of Kalash Bash and I love it. Takes some getting used to. And which optic is that? Tell our so, listening audience. Yeah. So, so uh, this is my Galil Ace uh, 7.62. This was my main for Clash Bash. Uh, but yeah, this is the Primary Arms one times Micro Prism. Um, nice. It's the best way to describe it is kind of an in between a red dot and a scope. Like, does that sound right to y'all, you think? Yeah. Better? So it's an etched reticle, right? 
Yeah, and the reticle is it's a really cool option because it was bright out there and just turning off that that red uh, dot and just going straight black against orange steel targets was nice. Perfect. And how did you do it, Kalash Bash? At night, you turn the red back on and you can see again. You know. Oh, I know. I didn't get. It. I should have tried that. I didn't even think about that. Seeing it at nighttime. Oh, well, there you go. There's a tip. There's a pro tip right there from Jesse. <laughs> yeah, and, and and don't forget the 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 mod light. Oh, oh, I know. <laughs> I have a. I'm a cloud guy personally. My cloud owl. Oh yeah. Oh, those are nice. Sweet. So we're so we're kind of doing it right here, right now. You just talked about the optic <laughs> that you like. Yeah. Um, Jesse, what about you? What what about your optics? What kind of optics do you like running on your AK? I love the primary arms. So the first year at Masters, I was actually I didn't have the PSA AK yet. I had a KP9, which I still love, but it it had a red dot on it. So on those far shot targets, I couldn't get it. And literally, when I got home from the match, I bought a primary arms optic. I dropped like. 400 bucks on one and it is literally perfect because you have the right amount of zoom once again the edge versus going bright at night you know edge going on red targets and if you have black targets you can turn back the red but they're not super big either like in the grand scheme of things it's mm -hmm. kind of tiny and it helps when you're maneuvering around like vehicles or windows or like ports and stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's that's just my choice. Cool. Is that the three times? That's on yeah. your life? Yeah. Yep. Oh, the micro prism. Yeah. 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 And if if you notice, we both wear glasses. We don't have the best eyes, and it seems like the prism scopes uh, really for us work really well. Yeah, they don't starburst like some of yeah. the other optics will. No starburst. You know, if you squint just a little bit on that starburst, and that gets it, makes it go away just a little bit. <laughs> oh, I'm good at squinting. Yeah, <laughs> I am too. I'm running the uh, the 3x prism on mine too. I don't know. Well, here it is. I'm running this one. If you guys could see that. Is that the one with the uh, ACSS? Yes. Article? This is the mm -hmm. ACSS. Well, and that's similar to the one I have on my KP9. I love this one. I've been running it for about, I don't know, they sent it to me earlier this year. And, uh, yeah, I really like it. But it's got the black, kind of the, the horseshoe. And then you can turn the lights on and illuminate it um but i'm digging that one and then they got their uh one to six with the uh is it acss is that what it is acss yeah um and i've got that on my uh ods 1775 that i'm running on on brian's for because it's you know how the the, the misconception of the ak's aren't precise you know they're less precise yeah. than they're, i mean Clay knows the 1775 is as accurate yeah. as any AR on the market. So, shoot, I think my Wazer shoots way tighter groups than my AR. And it, <laughs> it can, you know, a lot of it's got to do with the, you know the shooter and the shooter's mechanics. Um, you got to shoot an AK different than you shoot an AR. Yeah, it's right. 
got a whole different ergonomic setup and everything. Um, what about what about you, uh, Flood Man? What kind of optics you like running on yours? Uh, so I've got this is my Galil Ace in five four five, and right now I've got the Meprolite Foresight on it and the three X magnifier. So I don't know if you guys ever checked out Meprolite before, but it makes some pretty cool stuff. And they're usually paired on IWIs. Uh, but this thing, it's kind of, it's smarter than I am. Uh, it's its Bluetooth. It connects to your phone. You can do an auto zeroing. Oh, it's got like 21 different reticles. It's got like an auto leveler and a compass in it. Holy shit. Um, so there's a, <laughs> a lot to go wrong on it. But um, I put it through the ringer and uh, I've done like a couple of videos on it. Um, and it's been a really cool optic. I've got a few more uh, optics from Meprolite. And then, I, you know, I've got like some Eotex and primary arms. And um, uh, let's see, I've got the Hollow Sun. This is my PTR32. So this one shoots 762 and takes AK mags. I hear this a lot of people like those. I freaking love those things, man. The Hollow Sun. Yeah, <laughs> roller blowback. But that's just got that Hollow Sun. It's at 510. And that's been a uh, great optic as well. So... I mean, there's there's a lot of options out there, um, and I I like to try them all, to try and kind of get a idea of what fits me best. But so far, I'm I'm really digging the Meprolite. I think they're making some really cool stuff, and sweet, and kind of sticking with them. What about you, Clay? Oh, sorry. What about you, Clay? What are you uh, optics you running? No, so I've been running this uh, Primary Arms Advanced Micro Dot, just a just a plain old red dot. Uh-huh. And I beat the hell out of this on purpose just to see if it'll hold up, and it's been it's been just awesome. Yeah, it's like two or three years now. So, yeah, those are sweet. I've got I don't know that one right there that I've got the uh, Occam Defense sight tower on. I, yeah, I put it on. That's a uh, PSA AK there, but it's got. Primary arms, red dot. I don't know. I've had that thing for, you know, close to eight, eight years or so. They're tanks. They're tanks. Yeah, it's running great. It's running really good. Um, who? Uh, Tyler, what about you? Optics. So, I am a I'm a collector. I I like to collect and keep things as as close to clone clone correct as possible. So I've got two of the uh, com block Eastern block type optics. For my Wazer, well, for my AK-74 that I'm having come back from the shop, uh, I've got a Bellomo P, what is it, PKA Venezuela. It's a red dot. It mounts directly to the side of, or on the side rail. I don't have it on me, but um, I'm sure what you all can Google PKA Venezuela and you'll see it. Um, that's what I've got in my AK-74. And then for my Saiga, my Sega, uh, that's in 308. I run a uh, Belomo POSP 4, uh, 4X with the 1,000-meter range finder. Nice. Um, nice. So the glass on both those are they are fantastic, but they are absolutely behind Western optics. So what you lose but in— But you're more uh, for the nostalgia kind of— yeah, exactly. Deal. Yeah. yeah, and that's fine. Uh, a lot of people are into it for that. And See, it's all about looking good, and they look real good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this guy here that I had on a PSL yeah, a for a while. Sold the PSL, but I kept this, hoping I'd get another one someday. But yeah, I think this is the Belome. I think and that's I mean, the stick picks. Yeah, they're they're uh, solid, stout optics. Oh yeah. 
Cool. I mean, I, I make the joke that um, if my red dot fails, I could just take it off and beat him to death with it. It's freaking heavy. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't think it's going to break at any point. But uh, yeah, it's it's heavy. It's in the way, but it looks good. And it fits the aesthetic that I'm going for. It looks period correct. That too. Yeah. I don't know if it looks good or not, but it looks period correct. <laughs> All right, real hey, quick. Now. Saga or Sega? Sega. For I, all you, Sega or Saga? Sega, Saga, Sega, yeah. Sega. Oxnix. It's like Badao or Badeau, right? No, I'm just kidding. Right. I'm just kidding. <laughs> you know I mess up everybody's name. So That should make you feel yeah. good. We're used to it. You're used to it? <laughs> what about you, Austin? Oh, right now I'm doing the uh, the primary arms MD RGB two. Damn, RGB2. I need them to be a sponsor of this show. Apparently, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I had this uh, a tarot mount I got from Kyber Customs. I really sweet. like it. It replaces the sight, but it also has a little sight indention, so you can line up your sights from your front post sight. Okay. In case the red dot goes out. I like that. Those are cool. Yeah. Like it, it's been working pretty good for me so far. Have I missed anybody on their optics? Oh, oh, Vano but, optics. It's all right. Well, mine are all irons, so we're not. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, it's hard to go wrong with irons, right? Yeah, yeah. it'll fail. So you don't use well, any. Yeah, it really gets people at matches when you one shot at four hundred yards on irons, and they're like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> Again, he's not bragging. No. Right. <laughs> Stating facts. Yeah. Um. There you go. So there's there's your optics episode you wanted. Uh, <laughs> uh, what else? What else could we have on uh, the next season that um, you think people need and want to hear Did about? you ever do an episode about the shotguns? I haven't. Nice. Good choice. I haven't. Comrades. Speaking of shotguns, yes, that's what I need to do. Yeah. I may I may even squeeze that in for this year. I still got a couple of episodes. All right, what else? This is good stuff. I think AK shotguns are cooler than uh, AR shotguns. Oh, okay. AR shotguns yeah. are stupid. They're yeah. completely yeah. stupid. Turkish made. Yeah, I've never VR. seen one survive a match. Those VR eighties and VR sixties and all that. Yep. Right. Have yeah. we talked about um, non-standard chamberings? That's what really gets me going is the AKs. Like I've got a Sega in 308. I freaking love that thing. Yeah. Uh, and then there's the other, the Segas and the Vepers and the weird calibers, like uh, the Vepers in 6.5 Grendel, you know, something like that. We did, just we did talk about um, that when we through like listener questions. There were people asking about, you know, the different uh, calibers and shit like that. So. Um, pretty much the consensus was they're stupid. <laughs> stick <laughs> with the stick with the <laughs> basic five four five seven six two. Uh, you know, five five six. You know they're doing some five five six of the Galils. You know they're awesome in five five six. I prefer yeah. the seven six two in the Galil, but whatever. And they make the five four five two in the Galil too, don't they? I think yeah, Jeremy said, yeah. So um, there's different. You know, calibers. Um, I, th- I think the AR is the best platform for the the off calibers. I don't know. 
You know, one thing I've noticed is um, a lot of AKs, I think PSA mostly, um, they're starting to make AKs that take Stanags. And I think that's a response to maybe the ammo ban uh, becoming more of a thing. Mm. So it's like, hey, let's all jump over to these 5.56 AKs, of course, keep what we want to shoot, yeah. but just streamline it. Well, I think there's the demand, too, is we can't fill the demand for the, the 7.62 or the 5.45, so... We got people that have money and there's this platform that, you know, people can, can get and they can have the ammo readily available for. Yeah, exactly. I think it's a genius marketing or not marketing, but commerce, you know, and there as a company to make money. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I just wanted to see that they don't um, compromise the integrity of the front trunnion with the modification that you need to do with the stand egg megs in the AK platform. Um, there used to be a, a conversion kit that you could get, but you had to mill out a little. I, I think we talked about this in the a previous episode, but you got to modify the front trunnion to accommodate for a stand egg meg. Um, and it just it creates an opportunity for that trunnion to crack under pressure, which 5.56 is a pretty hot, a pretty hot caliber cartridge compared to, you know, 7.62 or I guess 5.45 is comparable. Yeah. And anytime you get into changing the original design of something, then, you know, you run that risk. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. What about with you talking about the AK-12s, mentioned a little bit about like the AK variants, like um, that PTR-32 I've got. Um, and then, you know, there's always the AR platform that shoots a 7.62 and some of them do take like the AK mags, like the CMG or CMMGs. Um, so there's always something like that, but going off of, changing things around like that ptr 32 i've got um it'll literally only take the magpole mags and it'll only feed fmj steel case anything else you put through it it just will not run um, whereas like your typical ak platform it that's does a 762 ar that i built right there um but we've talked about that a little bit okay. um as far as ars go and of course the ak guys is you know it's stupid don't do it <laughs> Don't shoot the 762 <laughs> yeah. through the AR. Uh. Yeah. Uh, but you can do it. And I like, and I like the variety and, you know, I like ARs too. I like my ARs too. You know, I like, like, um, Tyler's talking about, you know, hands on doing something your own, making your own stuff. And the A, I mean, let's face it. The ARs are easier to build than a, than an AK you know, just for the regular old Joe, uh, a lot less tools, uh, involved. Um, Oh, absolutely. And it's typically I'm- cheaper never going to forget my first AK that I built. It was trash. It's a lot harder than uh, people give it credit. You can't just smack it together with rocks in a cave like people like to make jokes about. Yeah. Right. And if it wasn't for that barrel, you know, having to press that barrel in, uh, I think that's the, the biggest obstacle. What about the, the, the VZ-58s? You guys ever talk about those? We did a here? whole episode on the VZ-58s, uh, baby. Really? Yeah. Look at you. I want one of those. On I gotta have one of those. I was watching. Yeah. Um, was it an old James Bond movie? Because it was like it's James Bond's 60th anniversary or something um, this year. Yeah. And just a few days ago, it just actually marked it. I guess it was last weekend or something. But I can't remember. Is a maybe from Russia with love. And I think those guys were running around with VZ58s. I haven't checked the I am the you know that gun movie base I am I am FDB I am FDB. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. yeah, I haven't checked it yeah. yet to see if that's what they were, but uh, 
Yeah, I love those. Of course, it was in the new one, James Bond movie. That's what they were shooting. It was the VC. VC oh, really? Movie. Yeah, the. Interesting, man. I mean, opening it's that short stroke piston. You got the the bark uh, furniture on there. This one came with the matching bayonet. There. Yeah, we had Ooh. Professor Paul Markle on that episode uh, talking about those. That was good. Yeah, I'll have to backtrack. Check it out. You heard that episode, didn't you, Clay? Yeah. Yeah, it was a good episode. I enjoyed it. Um, what else? And, and that's something that we do do, um, Flood Man, is is we don't just talk AKs. I try to, you know, talk about, you know, do episodes on variants. We did one on the Galil. We did a whole episode on the Uzi. Um, but, you know, that's suggestions, too, and, you know, some, some other, like, Eastern Bloc, Com Bloc guns um, suggestions. We did the, uh, what was that other... Variant that we did, we had uh, Niels on, Niels Gravelius. Valmet. The Valmet, yeah. Um, yeah. That was a yeah. – Niels is an encyclopedia of just about everything. He's he's a great guest. So he's Super cool dude. Yeah. He was supposed to be one of our judges for the, the contest, uh, but he got called away. He's, he does, like, private investigative work and stuff, so he got called yeah. away on – you know, something else to uh, more nine millimeter, you know, I know you did the Uzi, but, you know, look at both modern uh, sub gun variants and a lot of the older classics. And, uh, yeah. you know, it's hard to beat. This was, uh, this is Jesse's KP nine, but there, there's a lot of stuff like, like that too. That, um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, she won that, by the way, at a night match. Won the can or the, the, the Took gun? me 14 months to get, but I got it. That's how long it took me to get my last one. It actually was longer than that. It was, no, it was about 14. Yeah, it was over a year. It took me over a year yeah. to, to get it out of jail. Sons That's, uh, you know, nine millimeters. You know, when, when you get a good one, uh, again, 100-yard shots are no problem. Um, so it's oh, yeah. an interesting topic, and it's less expensive to shoot than a rifle. I can uh, do 100 that. yards with the uh, the Kel-Tec Sub-2000 easily it's, shooting that. I love my Kel-Tec Sub-2000, man. Yeah, those are sweet. Um, okay, so th- those are good suggestions. Uh, what about guest? Oh, I was going to say, uh, what about an SKS episode? Uh, yeah. yeah, we could do SKS. We've kind of touched on those, but yeah, we could do SKS. I was going to suggest like gear episode, like mag pouches were best for uh, AK magazines. Yep. And we kind of addressed those through listener questions. We usually get one of those every episode, somebody asking about chest rigs or, you know, and, and stuff like that. Um, but that just- was my listener question. Okay. See, <laughs> like I said, we usually get one every episode, but we could do like just a dedicated uh, episode on that. Like a surplus Chinese, surplus Russian. Okay. Yeah. There's a lot of new ones coming out to, or coming to market right now, which is really nice to see. Yeah. Okay. Have you guys checked out the Davernoff rigs? Oh, those are so cool. Yeah. So good. You got the tiger stripe. There nice. They're so, I mean, the quality he's putting into those, man. 
No, so a, talk about that. So, but, I mean, we're talking about it. Talk about it. Bring it up. Yeah. So, so he, he drops them on Instagram. And you got to like follow him. Like I got this thing, I think 30 seconds after he dropped it and they typically sell within a couple minutes. Um, but the stitching he's doing on it, I mean, so what is it? It's just perfect. That For our listening audience, right tell them what it is. Oh uh, yeah. So it's a AK chest rig. This is a three cell. So you can use a 545 mag, 762 mags. It'll hold AR mags as well. Um, and it's got some nice nylon strapping, uh, quality hooks. I mean, everything he's putting into it is a lot of love. And every one of them is different. Um, so you'll never see anybody else running something exactly like this, right? He, he, he creates different designs every time. Um, and his, his names are always on it, like his logo there, the owl. You always get like a hat or like a ski mask with it, uh, but yeah, man, they're just they're just hard to get. Like you just have to like be on the gram right when he posts it, and if it's something you want, you get it. He does um, like uh, rigs for KP9s or MP5s. He does like shotgun rigs. Who and, is it? Uh, What's his yeah, name? I mean, it's, uh, so his Instagram tag is by dot Davrinoff. Um, Trying to remember how to spell that. Oh, I guess it's right here. Uh, D a v r a n o v, and they're straight out of Brooklyn. But yeah, guys, yeah, you give him a follow. He's got some quality stuff. So I mean, it's obviously you know you're going to be spending a little bit more than you would on like surplus. And I love my surplus stuff, um, but it was kind of cool to get something like that and support someone who's um, you know in the AK industry, yeah. kind of making things on his own. And so. in the uh... A commie state, too. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Behind enemy lines. Behind enemy lines. <laughs> oh, yeah. Fighting the good fight. Do you yeah. know the guy? Do you know him? No, but I can relate. No, do you know him, Evan? Do you know Dabber? Oh, no, I do not. No, I mean, he's uh, reposted a couple of my photos, which was rad, uh, but I don't know him personally. I've just been following him for quite some time. Get him on the show. Yeah, yeah, I know uh, Clay from Clayco Forty Seven. He's uh, pretty good buddies with him, from what I understand. Okay, well, I'll ask Clay then. Maybe he can give me an in- intro. They give those away yeah. at Clash Bash about once every year. I know they did last year. I think they did this year too. On the prize table, there's some yeah. part of the prizes. Yeah. Now you were there, and I know that everybody that attends that that uh, they were doing. Did they? No, they didn't do free entry. Red October's free entry this year, but. Um, nice. you pay you, even people who attend that aren't in the competition get to win stuff too. Yep. Yeah. So they do a, uh, you get, you get a three digit number on your ticket and it's chronological order. Not that it really matters. It's all randomized, but, uh, yeah, you go you, missing the award ceremony. I'm sorry, Austin, missing the award ceremony is like a, a cardinal sin. Like you have to be there. They'll just start passing stuff out. Uh, but they'll call these three three digit numbers, and it'll be just like, here you go, here's a Galil Ace, or here's a um, my buddy who went with us. Yeah, he didn't even compete. He won a Dead Air Sandman. Just here you go, here's a suppressor. <laughs> and they cover the stamp. They cover. They send it to your FFL. Um, yeah. What did you so, win? Uh, what's that? What did you win? Okay, so yeah, so Austin, I don't know if you saw already on Facebook or Instagram or whatever. But I saw you won something. Yeah, so I, I found it. I win anything. I gave so you. So I unfortunately the numbers were a little sparse because of KUSA uh, dropping out. I think they either didn't deliver half of their prizes or uh, whatever. 
But, yeah, not a lot of winners this year around. It was pretty brief. Yeah, I'm going to find out about that, too, is what happened there because uh... – yeah, I was listening to the after show. Um, they had a uh, a uh, Clash Bash after show yesterday night, yeah. and I can add a little bit to that. I don't know. I'm just a guy, so I don't know all the info. Yeah. But anyways, the last contest of the night was who could do the best gun sounds. And oh, I saw the video on that one. That was hilarious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll send you the full-length one if you haven't seen it already. But, yeah, I was doing, like, reloads and Star Wars blaster sounds. And nice. um, there was this guy named Fluffy who, if you all see him on Instagram, he is a trip. He has, like, tattoos all over his face, and he's, he's a yeah. big bald guy. Um, I think I think he got a picture with the Iron Curtains custom uh, Humvee. If you all check that out, it's pretty cool. Yeah. But he was the guy, Kalash Bash 1 who got a uh, tattoo on his ass. It was like dissident arms and uh, Clayco, like the pit vipers. But he ended up winning. He got a KP9. They they did a crowdometer. He did a KP9. Um, and nice. Chad Wiley was on stage. And they were like, you know what? Let's just give them all guns. So we got our choice. Wow. Um, it was a GF3, a KP9, um, an AK-103, and I want to say like another GF3, something like that. I ended up going with the AK-103. Nice. Okay. Yeah. That sounds like fun. <laughs> yeah, it's it's amazing. And so I'm waiting on delivery for it right now. I would love to show it off. And oh. Austin didn't stay for the the giveaways, huh? I was there for about an hour. I had to get home and take care of some stuff. <laughs> Next time, I'm holding you to it. Oh. Next time, next time, I'm gonna get into the competition. And everything, yeah. I'm gonna plan for this. That's next one time. of the cool things about that is that everybody is eligible, and you could you could walk just being there, yeah. not yeah. competing or anything. You could walk away with a Galil or, you know, an AK. Yeah. So, so uh, last year, two of my buddies came with me, and they were general admission. I competed. I was the number sandwiched in between them. And one of them to the lower number, I guess, won a, it was a one of one uh, Galil Ace from Surplus Parts. No, I'm sorry, not an Ace, a Galil OG556. One of one, it was like Cerakoted Gold. And then the buddy, one number above me won, I think it was like a KUSA 103 or something like that. And I was just in, in between like, all right, I have stickers. I got a hat, you know. <laughs> You got a third pin hat, <laughs> third pin threads hat. Yeah, this is actually this is a uh, silencer shop. That's what Floodman's wearing. Yeah, yeah, right here. Yeah. yeah, that's a good looking hat. I like that. And, yeah, and where's that match hat? I'm sorry, where's that match hat? The Clash Bash Texas. Oh, I didn't. Yeah, where at in Texas is it? It's, it's um. Yeah, go ahead. Sealy. It's is it Sealy? Yeah, Sealy, Texas. It's about an hour outside of um Houston. It's it's at this uh, gun ranch called the Texas Gun Ranch, I think, right? The Ranch, Texas. The Ranch, the ranch Texas. Yeah, yeah. It's that facility is amazing. It's beautiful. Were there a bunch of deer running around again this year? So uh, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> well, I was only there for like half a day, so you 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 should know more. <laughs> so. Our first, so I saw, I shot, they split it up into two different days. Last year, it was all trying to hammer it out in one day, but they split it up this time. And our first stage, Saturday at 8 a.m. sharp, um, my buddy Michael was shooting, and um, there was like a beautiful deer. It had to have been 
like an eight point. I mean, it was just a beast. And he was just walking through the stage and it was yeah. kind of a horseshoe shaped jungle stage. So Michael starts shooting at the uh, left part of the horseshoe and they're just like, just let the deer go. He'll do his thing. I can't help but think those poor deer are all deaf at this point. No, you're not <laughs> supposed to shoot the deer. Uh, it's a no, no yeah. to shoot, but they, they free roam. And while you're shooting, they'll just cut across the, <laughs> the range right there. So you yeah, just, they didn't pause it this time. You got uh, you got to quit shooting. Um, it's a big no no to shoot one of those deer, but yeah, that's it's a cool range. So if anybody gets an opportunity, if you haven't been, you should go. Um, it's cool. And then they, Red October is coming up in Las they Vegas. Had, uh, people from Germany show up. Yeah. Oh yeah, I think there were some people Germany. from Germany last year that showed up too. There are people yeah, come yeah. from all over the the world to yeah. to come to this thing. Uh, but yeah, so Red October is coming up. Um, and then you guys had that winter thing you're talking about. Um, where is that at? Or motherland. Motherland. December 2nd. December 2nd. So that's in December. And that's in what state? Uh, Clinton, South Carolina. Uh, great, great facility. Uh, you can camp there. Uh, we'll, we'll end up camping there. Uh, in December, it'll be a lot nicer to camp than it was in June. Yeah, it's like no doubt. Nine million degrees. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, did anybody, uh, did South Carolina get hit by those storms that came in that big Ivan or whatever it was called Ian or not, not really the, uh, Fort Myers got hit the worst. I just got back from there. Yeah. You were doing that, doing some, um, some, uh, humanitarian work, weren't you? Yeah. We, uh, the company I work for, we, uh, sponsor a team that goes down and Anytime there's an event like that, we go in and sharpen chainsaw chains and fix chainsaws. And uh, last week, nice. we sharpened uh, over a thousand chainsaw chains and repaired 500 chainsaws while we were there. Did you do any work with uh, Sheepdog Impact Assistance? Because they were down there. Yeah, Sheep Sheepdog came by. We we fixed nice. up some of their saws for them. Um, in fact, I've got I've got one of the guys' business cards and. Some of those people we've ran into at different storms, like last year in Mayfield, Kentucky, and the year before in Hammond, Louisiana. So you start to you start to build up a rapport where the guys come up and they remember you. Yeah, you know, Sheepdog is one of the um, nonprofits that we support. Talking Lead supports. Um, I've been on a couple of those disaster recovery missions with them, uh, so they do excellent work there. So that's cool. You got to meet them. Awesome. All right, AK, so we talked a little bit about upcoming shows. Uh, I want to get to Vano's uh, question, and let's see if we can help Vano out. So he's got some he's got some space he needs to fill with some good quality products uh, for his gun shop. Is, is, that, is that about what we're looking for there, Van? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we're trying to, trying to come up with uh, some more stuff to kind of get people through the door and maybe, uh, you know, few things that people might be looking for so so you hoping, got been, you, you moved archery out you were doing archery firearms you moved that out so you want to go all firearms now yeah it's all related? it's all firearms and uh yeah firearms accessories mm -hmm. i i suggested because uh you know we could bring in some more turkey calls and duck calls and stuff like that also because you know duck hunting and turkey hunting's more firearm related and stuff like that than anything else but yeah we're we're trying to fill some shelves and you're in wisconsin yep okay um what 
what what are you carrying out? Are you doing mainly AR shotguns, pistols? What uh, what are you doing right now? Yeah, so we have a uh, we have a pistol range. We don't have a rifle range, but we have a pistol range, twenty five yards. And uh, mainly, what we do is we sell a lot of handguns. Uh, we do a lot of uh, personal defense stuff. Not a lot of competition stuff, but I'm I'm actually heading the front on trying to get more competition stuff in there. And uh, yeah, most of what we sell, we sell a mix. It's like we get the 50-50 between the kind of, uh, what do you want to call that? Like the hunting crowd and then the other crowd of people who just want to shoot stuff for fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though we're actually, there's a range like two miles from us. That's a uh, fairly well-known range, even though it's private. And then there's another outdoor range that's uh, well-known in our area. I'm not sure. Do they have well competitions it, there? At these yeah, range? they do. They do big. Uh, they get a lot of PRS. And do you guys sponsor those? No, we don't. Okay, so there's your first thing. If you want to start carrying competition, more competition gear and equipment, start yep. sponsoring these events. And those are the people that, oh, these guys are sponsoring. We carry this gear. Then they're going to go to your store and they're going to want to buy some of that stuff. Yes. Well, anybody else got any suggestions? Yeah. Um, you know, one, one of the things that we look for, uh, our favorite shop here, the reason why we started going there is they had different uh, parts, accessories, optics. You know, they didn't just sell the gun. You know, if you're – if you're selling a lot of concealed carry and defensive stuff, have some good holsters there, you know, not the cheap crap, you know, get some decent holster lines in there. And, and that's, that's what I like about a, a gun store is if they have more than guns. You should yeah, get, did you, uh, uh, you have any suggestions then? I um, do uh, maybe. mission first tactical and you can have custom things printed on the, uh, the holsters. So you can add yeah. that next level of coolness maybe put your, uh, I don't know if you guys have a logo or something like that, or just, you know, like we did with these AK mags, you know, put some red Dawn stuff on there. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So my suggestion for the excess is put talking lead logos uh, on. My school, we get asked for holsters all the time and it, I mean, it's hard because there's so many guns, lights and optics you can put on guns. Um, but if you get like the accessories for holsters, so like, like battle belts um and then like safari land has like the qls system the drop leg system that you can then put like nice holsters on so if you get the accessories to sell them then you're like hey if you want to custom make a holster go to this company that you might be able to work with um that's what i wish we carried more of and then always the constant which is ammo right they're always going to come in for ammo and like i mean every gun store's got ammo but if you have a wide selection and large amounts of quantities and then small quantities, that's always going to keep people coming in the door, ammo. Yeah, but it, that, you know, nice. for them, it, smaller, is it just one store that that this is, or do they have multiple stores? Yeah, yeah, we're just we're just a small store, but yeah. like I was saying, because we got the range attached to it, uh, we're, we're usually pretty stocked on ammo because... Okay. You got if, a good if, supplier... If yeah, if we're not if we're not holding ammo, nobody's coming in to shoot anyway. Yeah, right. so that was a good yeah from from uh, Floodman there. Stock up on the ammo and sell that because people always need ammo. 
Yeah, I'm trying to uh, up the stock of, like I said, belts and holsters. We're a Safari Land dealer and a Blackhawk dealer. We also have Vortex and Streamlight in house, and a couple of other companies that are like uh, for uh, lights and lasers. Yeah, so, check into ASP for uh, ASP. Yeah, ASP. You know they do a lot of the uh, uh, police batons. You know they make the batons and. Their flashlights are really good. So if you're looking at carrying the flashlights, they're the dual fuel. You heard me talk about them on the show, I'm sure. Yep. Um, I went to a uh, this small town called I think it's Klein, Texas. They had this little gun shop there I went into, and they did a custom like Kydex holsters. Oh, sweet! And yeah. they just had like an oven thing. They bake it down. They they took your gun from your holster and then they put your gun in the actual oven itself and melted it and formed it to your gun. Yeah. Well, that's why in Mission First, they already have all those done. And then you can have, like, hold that up. You could have custom stuff. So you get Wisconsin's flag put on there. You know, whatever you want to do. And have, like, something each month, you know, a custom little thing Packers. available for people to come in. And, yeah, the Packers. Packers. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know if you get sued over that. but <laughs> uh, You got to watch your licensing the type stuff but i did one with i did one for my girlfriend i did friends that coffee company what is it that they go to all the time central perk central perk i had central perk put on her holster for her glock yeah Yeah. i saw that picture i remember that you remember that yeah yeah anyway um so you listeners if you've got suggestions for van if we got any listeners in wisconsin what's the name of your store so they can come visit you We'll tell Shooter them. Shooter Sports Center. Shooters. Say it. Yeah. I've got to get a better light on it. But yeah, the Shooter Sports Center. Okay. In which town? It's in uh, Racine, Wisconsin. Okay. Racine, Wisconsin. We got any listeners in Racine or we got any listeners that are going to be passing through Racine, Wisconsin? Go yep. see go see Van O. It's Evan. Uh, and uh, say hey and buy some stuff from him. Yep. I got one for you. So one of my favorite local gun shops, uh, they partnered up with a with local businesses that make uh, firearms related related uh, accessories. Uh, this one specifically is Northwest Retention Systems. I don't know if they're outside of our area or not, but they make things like holsters, slings, belts, you know, stuff like that. But this gun shop, they partnered up with with this local very small business i don't even know if they've got more than one guy working there but they're you know helping him promote his stuff and he's got good quality stuff so maybe this is an opportunity for some local businesses around you to you know get their get their uh product out to at least the local area all right that's a good suggestion uh flatline fiber co we've had them on the show you know they're making the slings and the ear pro uh covers and yeah. Um, the dump bags and I don't know, he probably got some new stuff. Um, real- got the flat line on my PWS AR. There you go. There right you, there. There's another one right there. Flat line fiber co. Yeah. yeah. Those guys are legit. Yeah. I like that. That's a good sling. Defiant munitions. You know, you're talking about the ammunition. I could hook you up with the defiant munitions, Pete pie. Um, really good quality ammo, um, that they do. Um, I mean, there's all there's lots of stuff. It just depends on, I guess, maybe your area and what people are into. But the more you get involved with like the competition shooting as as the company sponsoring that kind of stuff, yeah. 
Yeah. Then that if you want to carry that type stuff, or if you're doing the hunting stuff, sponsor some hunting events or clay shooting events, you know, things like that. that yeah, gets your... we, we sponsor a lot of the bow uh, events with through our bow store. Uh, it's called Root River Archery. But uh, <clears throat> that was one of my suggestions is that if I go to a, a match or something with a handful of gift cards, I mean, that usually works pretty good to get people to come into the store and at least buy something. Yeah. Yeah. Well, not only that, but just being a sponsor and having your name there on the shirts or on the signs, or like you said, being there, maybe having a tent set up, you know, or booth, or you even shooting in the competitions. uh, Also, I mean, that's great promotion. Yeah. And then people know they can come to your store to get, oh, he's shooting that. Where do you get that? Well, you can come get that at my store. Hey, thank you. Sponsors on the back of the shirt. Yeah. Or you could sponsor a, a cool podcast, like, I don't know, something called Talking Lead, and uh, <laughs> we've reached people all over the world and push and promote. Call me, we'll talk. But. All right. Well, uh, I got to run that through the owner. You know, there is a guy who pays for all this stuff, and that guy ain't me. Right? Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. You can tell him all about all the great ideas uh, that we threw your way. Anybody Actually, else got any ideas yeah. for, for Vano? Clay, you got any ideas, suggestions? Uh, I, I like to walk into a gun store and just see, like, they have, you know, cases of ammo right there. You know, like, if I'm going there to buy ammo, I'm usually buying a case. So I like to walk in there, see cases. Um, a lot of the gun stores around here don't have slings, so I like to see slings at gun stores. And honestly, around here, AK mags, non-existent. So I love to see an AK mags anywhere I go, you know, like whether it's Magpul or the U.S. Palm. It's just nice to see those things around there. Maybe we can get Mission First to start making them. That'd be sweet. Yeah. Come on, Mission First. Let's do that. Come on, Dave. Get your act together, buddy. Anybody else got any? You know what you should do, Venno? Right go. when you walk in the store, you should put just like a huge Galil Ace and like 308 Really reel them in, man. Kind of like when they put the nice cars out front in the car dealership. You know, they put the Corvettes out there and the Mustangs. You need to get one of those dissonant but, arms uh, uh, Sega yeah, conversions. Yeah, one of those orange things that look like they're out of Grand Theft Auto or something. <laughs> yeah, so, no, but it, no. Uh, in reality, you know, I really like merchandising, and I think that's really cool. Um, what you could do if you're trying to reel people in, all the other guys are totally right about ammo. They have the right spot there, maybe like nine and you know, five, five, six, whatever, the normal stuff, right? But you could do like kind of how they do it at like grocery stores, put like the, the thing they really want to sell in the middle, right? And then have tiers on each side, right? Go to like a BFT 47 and then you know, something specialized and then a ZPAP underneath. That would be an option have like five guns. I don't know how tall your building is or your display, but have like uh, tiers. All right. Yeah. Reel them in with the big one, of course. Like, yeah. yeah. Like I think a big store that has the actual like uh, Viagra pills right next to the checkout. Yeah. Just add some <laughs> that too. Hey, I need to get those. Yeah, I almost forgot. Yeah. <laughs> Libido pills. Very good. I, I don't know what the the – laws are like up there for for hunting but down here uh, more and more people are starting to use uh cans when they go hunting and if you don't have a good store that actually stocks suppressors in your area 
uh, that's gotten popular. And if you could become the, you know, the destination for suppressors, especially if you have an indoor range, you know, you could demo something. It's, I'll tell you what, the first time you hear it or shoot something with no recoil and no noise, uh, you're hooked. You're going to buy it. Uh, there's no doubt about it. Yeah, you, yeah, you guys we, sell cans? Yeah, we sell cans. We actually have a uh, full auto MP5 with a can on it as nice. like a, uh, you know, check it out, try it out kind of thing. It, it comes and goes. And we also used to, we used to have a uh, rental 300 blackout with a can on it as one of our rental guns. So people could come in for $15. You could rent the gun, but you had to, you know, uh, buy the 300 blackout from us. So we knew you weren't running reloads, but that was one of ours until, you know, we shot that thing to death. So get another one. If it worked, if you yeah. were selling stuff from it, it's worth the investment. Man, I wish I had something like that around me. <laughs> yeah. But if you're yeah, trying to sell cans, I mean, there's nothing better than the 300 blackout to, yep. to show what a can yep. can do. No doubt. Uh, I don't know if you guys know this, but we just did an episode with, uh, um, a sick guy, right? Yeah. yeah from sick. Oh yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. That yeah. was a good episode. Just did a whole oh, can really? episode. Yeah. The professor of got, cans. Yes. Yeah. You know, he was talking about that, uh, sick five, five, six R the, the Russian, the one that takes AK mags, mm-hmm. man, it is, such a shame that they discontinued that because I looked into it after the episode and it's freaking rad. Oh, I know. It I looked it up nice, too. Nice rifle. Yeah. I was like, I want one of those. So if one of you guys get one of those in your shop, I don't guess you're going to get it at the sportsman's warehouse. Cause you only get new stuff, right? You don't do used. Yeah. Um, we do buy used guns, but uh, if we, if we got one of those, I'd be buying it. So yep, <laughs> I'm out of luck. Yeah. The best thing about the gun store, you get first dibs. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. That's one of the benefits, no doubt about it. I mean, it's a double-edged sword, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's how I got this. Ah. Oh, nice. Hell yeah. Very sweet. Awesome. So let's talk about um, your favorite AK. If you don't have it, do you want it? What Of all the, the AK, AK variants, you've, you've got yours, huh, Vano? Which one would you like to have right now if you could have it right this second? clay i actually i actually found my dream uh ak i just couldn't afford it so <laughs> which one was it it was a uh i found a chicom 56 vietnam take home full auto for sale that was used as a military research rifle so it was brought home by the military and it had all the uh paperwork and everything with it but it was $65,000. Why didn't you mortgage your house, man? Oh my God. I wanted to know. I thought about it. I sat there and kind of wrestled with that for a while, but it also came and went off the market super fast. So I'm chasing, I'm chasing a full auto, uh, Chicom. Nice. 65,000. That's actually not bad for full auto. Yeah. That's why I was actually shocked to even see one that existed. Cool. What about you, Clay? Uh, Honestly, I'm chasing an ODS 1775 pistol. Pistol? Yeah, a pistol. Are you on the list? You know, keep her in the vehicle, keep her in the bag with me. That's that's what I'm chasing next, I believe. Okay, very nice. What about about the Uh, Beddoes? A crank. <laughs> you want a oh, crank? Yeah. 
That'd be my next one. Uh, for, for me, I'd, I'd have to echo him with the uh, ODS-1775 pistol. Um, that, that's my uh, dream. Uh, I've, got, I've got some full-size rifles. I'm, I'm lucky enough to have them, but um, I, I'd like to have that shorter, handier rifle that's still accurate. Yeah, no doubt. What about you, Tyler? Right now, I'm having it built. It's a uh, Bulgarian AK-74 with a triangle folding stock. It's it's at a good friend of mine's um, armory or shop right now, Armory Forty Two. Uh, it's been about three months, so it's you know it's worth we're, the wait. We're, we're we're waiting for it. It's worth but the wait. It's um it's got a surplus triangle stock. It's got the uh, plum furniture, the the plum magazines, and all that good stuff. It's uh, I'm trying to I'm trying to go for that '80s VDV the paratrooper look. So. When it comes back, I'm gonna, um, you know, throw a, throw a coat of the epoxy paint, the bake on stuff, uh-huh. and we're gonna start running it hard. Sweet. Looking forward to it. I think I want one of those too. You just sold oh, yeah. me on it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what about uh, what about you, uh, Floodman? Uh, so I think one of my favorites is probably that SGL31 I showed you earlier, or uh, my RPK, which is that one I posted up uh, in the picture. Uh, for the contest that's probably one of my favorites as well uh, but for a dream gun it would have to be the uh the ak-74 is it the su crink uh, um i mean with the triangle folding stock i would absolutely love one of those they're hard to come by though i mean it sounds like you have one being built though right not the crink just a it's a full-size one gotcha Sweet. you know he's chopper down right <laughs> i got a buddy with the crink and that thing's it's wild how light that thing is oh like, yeah it's just the coolest gun. Tristan. Yeah, they're pretty epic. Well, I don't, I don't know if it counts, but I really want a uh, like a PSL or a Druganov. And uh, I know yeah. they're, they're relatively obtainable, right? But just the logistics of it and the magazines. They're, yeah, hard, the they're somewhat hard to get. Um, yeah. but. And I'd have to start a new ammo can full of 762 by 54 rimmed. It's, it's a whole thing. And Austin's stepped out. Do we get everybody except Austin? Yeah. Well, you held up the one that that I would uh, is like my next dream one is the the VZ fifty eight. Yeah. Like that or the Valmet, either one of those. Um, I'd, I'd be down with with those, but I want one with the folding stock on the VZ fifty eight. Yeah. So this one does have it. Um, it is the Sentry. It's they call it the Sporter 2008, right? Yeah. Yeah, the VZ or VZ 2008 Sporter. Um, so I mean, if you're looking at a real VZ 58, you're going to be spending a pretty penny. Um, but yeah, I mean, this thing came with uh, four mags and a surplus bag and the folding stock, and the, I just love that bark furniture. Yeah, <laughs> I think yeah. it's hilarious. And the matching bayonet, so they're they're interesting. They're cool guns. I'll take uh, I'll take a century one uh, in the meantime, but yeah, I want a yeah. a real one. Yeah, those are hard to come by. I found this thing at a gun show, and it was actually pretty decent priced. And I knew the guy who built it, so I was able to get a fairly decent deal on it. But yeah, I mean, gun shows they're hit and miss with their pricing. So yeah, right time, right place, right time. It's like Daddy Austin's got a. Put his little one to bed there. Um, I was going to ask y'all something else. Oh, okay. 
And uh, and all the I know some of you haven't gone back and listened to the past episodes, but uh, which has been your favorite AK Corner episode to date? <clears throat> and I'll just let y'all just randomly go. I like the AR versus AK one. That was good. Okay the the first one or the second one? Uh, the, the one I'm listening to right now is the second one, so pretty recent. Okay. Yeah, it was, was July. That was a fun one. I like the, yeah, the back and forth on it's nice. Yeah. I like the vomit episode. I like that one too. Yeah, that was a good one. That was Mr. Gravilius. Mm-hmm. I think my favorite episode has got to be probably the Uzi, because it's it's it derives its family tree from the Galil, which of course is the AK. So that right. one was really interesting. Yeah, that guy that we – I can't remember. We had Jeremy's um, – one of Jeremy's guys. I can't remember what his name was. But he knew he knew that Uzi inside and out and the history and everything yeah. about it. Yeah. Was that uh, Gresham? Jeremy Gresham? No, Jeremy wasn't on that. It was it was a guy who worked – he worked at IWI. Okay. Yeah. I yeah, those, those micro Uzis, those new production ones would be pretty cool to have too. Oh, uh, yeah. I would love one of those, definitely. Yeah. Put a light on it. Heck yeah. It's a personal favorite of mine. I know it's not an AK, but I, I'm, again, kid of the 80s, Uzis and MP5s, you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Again, you know, I'd, I'd take it back to the GI Joes. You know, Snake Eyes had the Uzis. <laughs> <laughs> it was my favorite GI Joe. I've actually got some over there on the shelf. I got a, there's a little case of GI Joes over there. Nice. Little little fact about me: I used to have one of the largest GI Joe collections, probably this side of the Mississippi. Wow! I had thousands. Wow! I had the. Oh, you used to? Did you liquidate it for? I say, yeah. When I got into guns, <laughs> that, <laughs> there's my GI Joe collection. Right? <laughs> <laughs> no, I got uh, I got quite a bit of money for that collection. It was. Good for you. Yeah. Yep. I think my favorite episode that you guys have done was the um, the ones focusing on gunsmithing. There was one about a year ago, a year, year and a half or so ago, mm-hmm. where um, Brian really, really dives deep into the ins and outs of building AKs. And, uh, you know, as someone, I was building my AK at the time and I was, you know, getting inspiration from that. And it was just really cool to see someone on that side of the, on that side of the industry. Yeah. Well, he started on your side. You know, that's that's kind of how he got into it was, you know, he wanted to build his own AK and he wanted to learn more about it. And he got more and deeper and deeper and deeper into it. Now he's got his own company and multi-million dollar production facility. Very nice. Funny how things work out. I know. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. Well, very good, guys. I appreciate everybody taking the time to be on. Um is there any parting words that you would like to leave with the, with our listeners, with the Leadheads, uh, about the AK-47? Start with We'll start with uh, Vano. Uh, parting words about the AK-47? Or, I don't just know anything. I, uh... or just anything. Just some parting words. Oh, first, parting words go. All right. Uh, check out my social medias. Guns, oil, and dirt <laughs> everywhere. 
uh, I'm going to, uh, I selfishly plug myself everywhere I go. So uh, that's fine. You know how to, this is an to, open platform. Money. You're welcome to do it. Talk about the podcast. Right. What, so, so how long have you been doing the podcast? Uh, since 2019. 2019. Nice. Okay. Very nice. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I just got a wild hair one day because I, I don't know. I talked to people at parties and stuff and everybody keeps it like, uh, kept being really interested in what I was up to. And I was like, well, shoot, I might as well just start recording it and see if anybody cares to listen. So, uh, nobody really does, but it's okay. I kind of do it for myself. Uh, <laughs> well, that's like how a- I started this man. 10 years ago is just, uh, me and a buddy just wanted to talk about stuff instead of talking on the phone. It was like, let's just record it. And that's, yeah. that's how we got started. Yeah, it pretty much started with uh, I was going to build a Jeep and drive cross-country shooting matches, and then it never happened because <laughs> COVID started right after that, and the Jeep build got put off, and I started working on my house and spending my money there, so uh, I, a thing happened. I ended up buying a vacant piece of land that was actually right behind my house, and uh, so I spent all my money on that and got married and spent all my money on that, and... <laughs> <laughs> there, there went all your money <laughs> yeah so, so i ended up just talking i mainly i just talk about matches i go to or uh, things i'm working on you know i do i work on a lot of different stuff and every once in a while yeah i talk about new things that come into the store and weird things that happen related to guns because of the store cool so and where can they go and check out your podcast uh so far, I'm pretty much everywhere except for on uh, iTunes. I don't think I'm ever going to get on there. I don't think they like me. So well, you I don't know. Out. You can get on iTunes. I, oh, yeah. I'm not putting the effort in. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much uh, mainly, you know, Spotify, CastBox, uh, a lot of the apps that you get. You can find me. You can also find me on Instagram, like I said, TikTok. Um, if you follow along the Instagram, when I get cool things in the store, I usually post uh, pictures up right away. And even if you're out of state, we'll ship to any FFL in your area. If you check us out at uh, shootersonline.com. So, Very cool. And your uh, your Instagram handles? What guns, is- oil, and dirt everywhere. There you so, go. So just guns, oil, and dirt Instagram. Uh, same thing for TikTok, everything. Very I was cool. able to get it because the name, I guess nobody wanted it. I don't know. That's pretty clever. Probably nobody thought of it. Yeah. Clay. Uh, Bake lights. Bake lights. This is the way. (laughs) This is the way. They're an investment. Can you find them? Buy them. (laughs) Yeah, they are expensive. You're only getting more expensive. I have one of them. You've got one of them? I've got a couple lying around somewhere uh tristan new guy yeah so so um to anyone who's listening uh all i've got to say is ak's are a lifestyle like you'll get you'll you'll see something on the shelf and be like hey that's cool and i'm gonna buy it and then you'll start looking about like history and mikhail kalashnikov and next thing you know you're looking for military surplus on ebay um oh yeah real quick plug <laughs> Uh, my Instagram, that's really all I use, uh, is callme underscore chorizo. Uh, that's, that was kind of my nickname when I was playing Xbox. 
Um, but yeah, if, if anybody is around College Station, Houston area, and wants to hang out, let me know. I'm trying to find a range out here myself. So any any leadheads out there that have a plug, let me know. Um, Kalash Bash 2023 is coming up. I know we already covered that a little bit. Um, I, I love to have this community of AK folks. You don't see that anywhere else, um, in my humble opinion. Um, so yeah, let's, let's all kick it next year. You know, anybody who's here now, well, you got let, time to kick it this year. Cause there's more events coming up. So, uh, look at, look yeah, at traveling. I want to go to the masters. That green jacket is mine one day. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just, I need to, uh, I don't like long drives, so it'd have to be finding out a flight and then the guns and so on and so forth. Excuses. I'm hearing a bunch of excuses. That's yeah, all I'm hearing. Yeah. <laughs> they don't fly here, buddy. Yeah. Don't fly here. Yeah. You and Austin pile up together and make a road trip. Yeah. But yeah, let's let's all hang out. That's the cool part of that about the AK community. Uh Vano, I already went ahead and followed you on Instagram and Spotify and all that. So let's let's just it's it's the camaraderie of it all. That's the cool part about being an AK guy. It's it's weird and hectic and expensive and frustrating sometimes, but there's nothing like it. Very cool. Tyler. First and foremost. Join a gun advocacy group, <laughs> but um, good point. Yeah, it's the same kind of same kind of thing. Um, I'm up in Washington State, and I feel like there's not very many AK folks out this way. And you know, granted, Washington is what it is, but here in rural Washington, this is God's country. It's beautiful up here. So much land to shoot on. All this public land, and no one to shoot on it with. So if anyone is up my way in Western Washington, let's go. Um, thanks for having me on. Been, no. It's been a blast. And I appreciate spending appreciate time with all you folks. And uh, uh, it's like you said, this is a community, and it's a really, really good community. Uh, it's it's a diverse uh, community filled with history, filled with uh, innovation, and all kinds of positive, good things that I want to see more of. So, yeah, this, this is great. Very good. Appreciate oh, you being and on. I'm on Instagram at uh, Arms of Cascadia, uh, just like my name on here. Uh, but yeah. Most just post pictures of me in the woods. And let's all, everybody follow each other now. Go to your Instagrams, pull yep. it up right now, and just go ahead and start following, liking every one another. We'll get that. So, uh, Austin. Um, so, I didn't really have an Instagram before I started listening to this show. Now I have an Instagram, I have a YouTube channel, and I started up my old YouTube channel. <laughs> so... This this whole podcast brought me back to like social media stuff like that, which is kind of sucks, but I enjoy it now. I'm sorry, um, I'm sorry, I drug you into this shithole, <laughs> man. I hate I social things. media. You win things from this podcast, and that's a a benefit of the podcast. I, I enjoy that. Well, we like to reward our listeners, guests, you know. Great guests, um, interesting info and stuff, and just like y'all are saying, just what I I love the community stuff like that. Very good. Very good. Yeah. Uh, my YouTube is Landway. It's my name flipped around, Landway. <laughs> Someone called what me What are you doing on YouTube? What What is your YouTube channel about? I just – it started with just home videos because my dad used to do home videos and stuff with us as, as we were kids. Mm -hmm. Then I started recording my daughter on video and stuff like that. So I started doing that and then just going into like how to make stuff and like my other channel will be, I'm going to make clocks, maybe. Clocks? Nice. 
Cuckoo clocks. Yeah. Hell yeah. That's oh, that's, that's cool. freaking interesting, dude. Yeah. No, uh, we awesome. need we need to talk. We need to make a uh, a talking lead cuckoo clock. That would be. I like I like clocks for some reason. I don't know why. I guess it started with a clock I got from the 1800s. You need to make a cuckoo clock with a spence nos coming out with an AK. Yes. Oh, that's cool. Right? Okay. When you cuckoo with okay. cuckoo clocks, let me know. I've, we've got one that's over 100 years old that hasn't worked in decades, and we need to get it fixed. Okay. But it's from Germany, and it's a real deal. A lot of – all clocks are from – all cuckoo clocks mostly are from Germany or Japan or or China. Holland. So, Holland doesn't have them? And Holland, too, yeah. Yeah. Cool. That's interesting. Cuckoo clocks. I think you found your niche, brother. You could do a podcast on cuckoo clocks. That sounds boring. I ain't lying. I guarantee you. Just listen to that. I guarantee you, you probably get a million followers. Yeah. Flood man. Yeah. So uh, I guess last kind of words I wanted to say was uh, um, just going off of what the gentleman said earlier about joining the advocacy group for um, you know gun rights. Definitely an important thing to do. Um, and then also, um, I know most of the people who are probably listening to your podcast are already into firearms, but if they know someone who's kind of like been interested in it, uh, definitely just take them out and start them out with a 22. Um, just getting people into uh, this sport, um, I think, is a, a really big thing. And that's one of the reasons why I started my YouTube channel, my Instagram, which is Flood Munitions. Took me forever to come up with a name. And I was just like, you know, my, my last name's Floodman. I got a lot of munitions. Just, you know, mashed them together and went with it. Um, it meshed. Yeah, and so uh, I really just want to, uh, with that channel, with the YouTube channel, just kind of help people um, get into it. If they have questions, they can ask me. I'm really, like, open. Anytime I get, like, mean comments, I just reply back with, like, positive attitude. And, uh, You're just ignoring. You know, I mean, I get, I get so many people coming into the gun counter who are like, I've never touched a gun. I'm scared of it. Um, and, you know, everybody's got to start somewhere. I, I'm so sick of like that gun counter attitude where like I'm I'm the best there is. Um, I'm not about that. So I really try and push that that whole positive vibe, and that's what the AK community is all about. You know, um, it's that camaraderie that you get when you go to the range. You see another dude with an AK. And you're like, yo, let's talk, let's hang out. <laughs> that's typically how it goes. So yeah, um, if you guys want, check out my YouTube, my Instagram, and uh, I'll certainly give all y'all a follow as well, and hopefully we can stay in touch. So I just I found it here. It's Fled Munitions, so I just subscribed. And what was yours, Austin? Landway? Landway, yeah. Just Landway? Yeah. Just Landway, okay. Yeah. If they can't find it, I'll send you a link. Yeah, send me a link, because it's not coming up. Oh. All right. And did you have a, a YouTube, uh, Tyler? Not yet, but okay. I plan on it. Okay. All right. I'll make yeah. sure I follow everybody. No better time than now, man. No better time than now. And the Beddows. Family sure, so, that shoots uh, together stays together. That's right. Uh, we, you know, we'll, we'll extend an invite. If anybody wants to come to some cool AK matches or night matches in the Carolinas, we'll We'll help you find a place to camp or stay and make sure you have food to eat. Um, we'd love to see more people come out. But, uh, again, it's a great community, especially the AK community. But uh, gun people in general are some of the coolest people, you know, we interact with. So 
you know, great, great to be a part of part of the group. So thank you. And, and thank you for this. Um, can't wait to shoot it. So, um, well, I would like to thank all of you for your support of the show over the years. Some of you over the months, which will turn into years, uh, yep. without, without you guys and your participation, uh, wouldn't be doing this show. Um, it's, you know, it's not a, it's not a money maker or anything like that for me. It's just something that I enjoy doing. Started off as a hobby, and uh, it, you know, it's just kind of evolved from there. And uh, it's it's the, I guess, the gratification of when you are able to pass along information and educate people, and maybe give them just a nugget of something maybe they they weren't aware of or didn't know, and you know, they benefit from it. And you know, like Austin was saying, saying he. He started his own uh, YouTube channel by, you know, listening to this kind of led to that, inspired him to go out and do something that he loved and enjoys, you know, may not be firearms, but it's something, you know, it's it's out getting out and doing something that you love and that you enjoy. And, you know, if you like it and you enjoy it, there's probably at least a thousand other people out there that, that enjoy it too, and would, would benefit from hearing from you. So if you feel led to go out and start your own podcast or your own YouTube channel or your own uh, competition, shooting competition, uh, or just a group, you know, to get a bunch of uh, people together and go out and, and have fun, whether it's camping or shooting or fixing cuckoo clocks. I mean, it, it doesn't matter. You know, everybody everybody has something in common. And... Uh, Again, you know, that's the purpose of this show is to show the diversity of the firearms community is that it's not just about shooting and and uh, and firearms and guns. Uh, I was out um, this past week doing something that I'd never done before and ran into a group of people that are typically uh, anti-gun people, but I found that more of them than not were into firearms and wanted to learn more about firearms. So like Evan was saying, Floodman, um, you know, I invited them to come to the range with me. So I've got several people that I'm going to be going to the range with, taking to the range and introducing them to the firearms uh, industry. And, um, you know, probably wouldn't have been something that they'd have been able to do had I not stepped out of my comfort zone and kind of put myself into that, that community, that group of people. So, nice. so don't be scared. Don't be afraid. You know, you know, get out, get that, out there, spread the word. Leadheads, thank you so much. Ten years of talking lead. Hopefully, we'll get ten more years in. Uh, but we do that, like I said. I, you know, this ain't a huge money maker for me. I do it for the love of of firearms, love of our industry, and just meeting people like Tyler and Austin and the Beddoes and. Now meeting Tristan for the first time and Clay, you know, we've, we've seen each other at certain events, tactical response, uh, um, through the AK corner, Vano, um, and now Evan Fledman, you know, new, newer listener to the show. Uh, I love seeing you guys out when I'm at these events and meeting you and talking to you. Uh, and, uh, I hope to continue to do that, but in order for us to do that, you got to support our sponsors because, <laughs> Because it does take money. This ain't a, this ain't a free show, and I've never done any kind of a uh, Patreon or anything like that, or asked my listeners for for any money or anything like that. Um, and I try to give more 
than we get on this show. And I think all of you have been benefactors of some kind of something from this show at one point in time. Uh, yep. And yeah, Jesse's holding her shirt up there. But if you haven't, yep. yeah, um, then uh, we're going to correct that. So you listen to the show, you participate, uh, and you win. And that's how we do it here. I didn't do any giveaways this episode because I'm giving all of you prizes for being on and taking taking time to be on and and share with us so all of you uh you're gonna get something and you're gonna get something and you're gonna get something uh whether it's a tray for mission first tackle or you know something from seal one or some factory 47 swag or maybe 1776 united or whatever i'm gonna hook you all up with something so i appreciate you again taking the time to be on uh, and go support our sponsors. The AK Corner Century Arms has made this possible for Season 4. Let them know, uh, Leadheads, go to their Instagram, shoot them an email, how much you have enjoyed this season of the AK Corner, and hopefully we can get them back to support us for Season 5. Same thing with IWIUS. Jeremy Gresham over there has been a good supporter of the show for the past three years, uh, helping us make this possible. Uh, go show them some love. Use those discount codes that these companies give you. Buy their products and get a little discount from it. Um, Brian Keeney at Occam Defense Solution has been uh, a big part in uh, our show over the last few years, too. Uh, he's got, you know, he started out like he was talking with Tyler, just a guy who wanted to learn more about AKs, and he traveled the country going to all of these uh, different build classes that people would offer through Jim Fuller and uh, all these other guys and, you know, eventually started his own company and uh, just, you know, great guy. Kind of, you know, started his own mom-pop shop with the AKs. Uh, go support people like that. And Defiant Munitions, our, our, our good buddy Pete Pye, which Clay's wearing his hat there, uh, makes high-quality ammunition. Smaller companies like them really need our support um, because of you know the this COVID bullshit that everybody's gone through with the supply chains have dropped, and it's harder for smaller companies like him who aren't buying in the larger bulk, you know, like a Federal or Winchester company, you know, these big ammunition companies. But the quality of the ammo that he makes, uh, you know, is is second to none. Clay's had firsthand experience with it, so he can he can talk to you about it. Yeah. Um, uh, Flatline Fiber Co. You know, I was telling you about telling about them. Had him on the show. He's not a sponsor of the show, but at the same time, startup company makes excellent excellent uh, products, slings, ear pro gear, uh, pouches. As he's growing and getting more support, uh, innovative guy like that. You know, there's no telling what kind of cool products he's going to continue to keep making. Uh, but go support them. And uh, who else? Who else have we got? Who am I forgetting, Clay? Seal One. Go to Seal One. Our good buddy um, uh, Dwight at Seal One. Uh, excellent product. You know, the, I just found out, you know, I got into archery. Uh, they make a product for, for your bow, for crossbows and, and your bows that, you know, you got to leave your rails on the crossbow. So they their product, the Seal One. Yeah. You can use that. There you go. Yeah. So Floodman's got his seal one package. Open that up and use it. 
Oh yeah. Prevents corrosion, baby. So definitely you're an AK shooter. You want to put that on your AK if you're shooting that corrosive ammo. Adds a adds an extra layer of protection. Uh, but you can use it on bows. You can use it on your guns. Um, I've used it on my car. Uh, and it's safe for the environment and you. Bio-friendly. I'm sure hey, I'm... I just want to thank you, Lefty, for uh, putting us all on tonight, man. This is really awesome. Yeah. Being able to meet all these guys and being on a podcast with you. Yeah. Really cool experience. Thank you. And, and yeah. I'm glad that I'm able to do it. And I appreciate each and every one of you uh, taking the time to be on. And sharing with the other listeners, and you know, I'm, I I will continue to do this not only with the AK Corner but with the regular show. I'll get listeners on. Yeah, so Vando's got his seal one there too, Century Arms, Mission First Tactical, also a huge sponsor uh, of the Talking Lead Podcast. Uh, a lot of these rewards that we send out to you Leadheads are due to Mission First Tactical, and their dump trays, their wallets, their magazines. Uh, they're AR magazines. I mean, this is an AK show. They don't do the, the AK magazines yet, but they do do AR-15 magazines. Uh, and they stocks. do the holsters. They do stocks. Um, yeah. They do grips for your ARs. They've got AK grips also. They do have AK grips. Um, so go go support Mission First Tactical. And typically, the discount codes are leadhead. So you go to any of these places, and it's typically leadhead. Um, but if it doesn't work, let me know and uh, I'll get you a, uh, a code that works. The only one that I think is not leadhead, Defiant Munitions is capital, all caps, leadhead. And, um, of course, D- Keltec, who's our regular show sponsor, uh, it's leadhead. Let's see, 1776 United, it's talking lead. So to get our classic um, logo stuff, uh, you go to 1776 United, you can get the Leadhead Brigade, and you can get our classic Talking Lead logo, apparel, patches. It's Talking Lead, and you get 20% off there. But Again, thanks to all of you for being on, taking the time. Um, I know it was two hours, and we're way over, we're almost two and a half hours into this. So good show, guys. I really appreciate it. Uh, Great. Until next month, Leadheads, email me suggestions, uh, guests that you want us to talk about topics on the AK Corner. Uh, and then, like I said, season five, uh, looking for suggestions that we can run with for the uh, season five AK Corner. Um, nice. Until then, I think the consensus is get out there, find somebody who's not in the industry, and introduce them to firearms, whether it's a 22 or a 50 cal. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. Oh, and one last thing, Leadheads. Just a big reminder. Clay just reminded me. Clay, what is what is coming up? Well, you got the uh, National Hug Your AK Day coming up on October 18th. On uh, October 18th, started by yep. S- Paul Markle, student of the gun, is uh, the 18th of October, and that's coming up. So. Uh, probably as you guys are listening to this, it'll be time for you to bring it out, hug your AK, make a post on Instagram, and uh, hashtag, is it hashtag hug your AK? Yeah. And then tag student of the gun. You can tag me too if you want to, but Paul started it. Um, but he's going to do a, a special episode on that too, and uh, yours truly will be on that, so be listening for that. 
<laughs> Tyler. <laughs> Tyler doesn't have one because he's at work. He can't have his AK, so he made a picture of one. Quick. Very quick. <laughs> so, Paul, this is for you, buddy. Hug that AK. 